listening to the Giant Dwarf Podcast, a podcast about kings of war. And hello, peoples. Uh, we're back. Uh, I'll just say right away, because I know you all have high expectations. Uh, we don't have a door like a story time segment this time, but the good news is uh, we have Lars. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm here. Mm? Have you had any more episodes without me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, as you also heard, um, there's been a lot of uh, people from West Norway on our podcast recently. Yeah, that's because uh, they've been like. They've been our substitutes while we've been slowly trying to get home from uh, Cardiff. Yeah, we've uh, been traveling until uh, yesterday. Yeah, we? so. with the various uh, fishing boats and mm. hitchhiking. Yeah, and, uh, we're uh, a couple of walking boats that uh, happened to go <laughs> by and uh, we just hopped on. Yeah, so um, yeah, but now we're back. So your original hosts. Original. Although we might have more from the West Coast uh, boys in a later episode. I feel like they've okay. been doing a pretty good job. Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, they're welcome to keep making those episodes. And I'll mark it with, like, West Coast special. <laughs> thought that was a neat. West Coast. Yeah. Yeah, but here we are. Um, and I uh, guess we're just jumping into the news. Oh, there's always the news. I feel like every time you have the news, there's not really any news. <laughs> Uh, maybe that's just my... Uh, well, <laughs> I know, but it's a segment, and I, I try to fill it up. <laughs> okay, the boring stuff first. The local news. Local. Local. Uh, we've been talking about this for like... A yeah, wee dog, he lost his shoe. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, Interesting. so uh, yeah. he's a bit sad about that. Yeah. He wanted to come on, actually, to talk about it, but... Uh, he was uh, unable to come because... Yeah, he couldn't get go outside <laughs> because of his missing shoe. In the snow. It's a bit <laughs> shit. Yeah, it's, uh, it's our, uh, you know, our uh, tournament that we've been talking about for like nine months or some crazy shit. Conquest! Ah, Conquest, yeah. It's actually approaching. Yeah, it's, or we uh, are approaching it. Yeah, that's true. It's it ha- it hasn't moved. It's we are moving towards. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, be scary if the tournaments just came at you. <laughs> 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 oh, that's how it feels sometimes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> um, and it's like I always say, it's the twelfth of January till the fourteenth. Uh, we have twenty players signed up, so mm. it's it's pretty good. Um, and uh, yeah, it's gonna be cool. Still room. Uh, it's still room if anyone wants to sign up. Uh, we still don't technically have any foreign visitors. I've been trying to get some Swedes or Danes to come on. Um, although I feel like Jürgen from Bergen, it kind of counts as foreign visitor. Because it's Bergen. Yeah, Yeah. because Bergen likes to think of itself like a, a country in its own right. Yeah, they're independent, or I wish they were, anyway. <laughs> and his travel time is uh, probably more than anyone from Sweden, so... Yeah, we kind of kind of have a, a visitor. You have to so. somehow cross that mountain. <laughs> in the way. I feel like I just neglected to mention like Robert and Frode, who also are coming in from like Trondheim. They, yeah, they, but that's the same. I think it's also like eight hours travel. Yeah, but Trondheim is more international city. You know, they are they're more <laughs> traveled. Uh, <I guess. laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but looking forward to that. I I even even booked the hotel room, uh, even though I live like, how 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 far is I'm only like two kilometers up the street, but yeah, I still I want to just be there and hang out. Yeah. So uh, uh, I booked the hotel room with Jens, and uh, so I can have a place to just camp and crash out. And uh, we're doing the final stages now, the planning, just making sure we have enough tables, terrain. Um, is talking with the bars just to make sure they're open the hours we would like them to be open. Um, yeah. So, so there will be a bar. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, and uh, yeah. of, it's open to like uh, from like twelve, like midday, like noon, on the Saturday and yeah. Sunday, noon till midnight basically, a bit after midnight. Um, although on the Friday, it opens like five p.m., which for mm. us isn't that big a deal because we don't have. I don't think really our program starts until Friday at like around 5 p.m. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, the, the War Machine event, oh, right, they yeah. start like 9 in the morning on, on Friday. Friday. Yeah. Man. They have like packed program from Friday morning till like Sunday afternoon. So, and <laughs> I heard there's, there's, uh, there's been a couple of signups from the UK to join the War Machine event. Yeah. And even one or two Irish men. Oh. Imagine how they will feel. When they arrive and they get the message that the the pub like the bar won't be open till like uh, five p.m. <laughs> yeah, that uh, could hit them hard. Uh, yeah, but that's the war machine ranger's uh, job to tell them. I'm not gonna tell them. No, I'm not gonna get caught in that crossfire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So uh, yeah, still join if you like. Swedes, Danes, other people from Norway. We are twenty people, but we're all nice people. So. Yeah, except a couple, but you know, yeah, we'll they, try to ignore them, keep them away <laughs> from you. <laughs> all right, yeah, that's really all the local news uh, that we have looming in the in the horizon. Mm. So let's go into the global news. You guys are thinking locally, and we're acting globally. It's global. It's global. In this one, actually, Lars, I want to talk about the Vanguard Kickstarter. All oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Because I think that was a cool uh, thing that happened, kind of between between everything, mm. uh, and we and for a while we were talking about it every day. Yeah, it was a thrill ride. Wasn't yeah, it? And, we, and so much was happening, <laughs> uh, uh, and that's that's global, isn't it? Yeah. And it's still it's kind of news. Global. And this time it's actually like now we have all the info because we talked a little bit about it, me and the Vidar and. And Eivind, I think, on the um, on the Norwegian podcast, but we mm. we spoke about it right before it, it actually started. So most of our talk was just guesswork. <laughs> we were like, "Oh, I think it's gonna be like a skirmish game. I don't know, and uh, maybe they'll have some new models. I'm not really sure." But now we have all the info. And uh, and how did you uh, approach this Kickstarter? Did you did you throw some money in there? Yeah, I ended up at uh, 150, the, you know, the giant pledge, yeah. which I think most people ended up taking, plus, plus. But I, mm -hmm. I, I stopped at that. Yeah. But I, st I, yeah, I started with uh, two-player. I didn't really know how it worked, so I just, I just <laughs> took the first thing I saw, really, yeah. which was a two-player set. And then I read a little bit of what, you could, uh, what was included, and then I changed to the, the other pledge, the... Welcome to Vanguard uh, pledge. Yeah, or whatever. like the single yeah. single army set. Yeah, the other one, mm -hmm. and uh, because then you would get some of the special miniatures. So yeah, but then the giant pledge came along, so I just ended up with that. Uh, yeah, and that just got 
better and better. So mm. after a while, it was just sort of if if you if you already had money in, if you kind of already, you know, got the ball rolling, it was mm. it was just obvious that you had to go for the giant pledge. Yeah, why not? Because they made it so incredibly <laughs> uh, worthwhile. Um, yeah, I was a bit reluctant at first because I was like, well, you know. Um, I can go for like the rule book, <laughs> yeah, that's right. the rule book uh, <laughs> pledge, $30 or something. And I was like, although I don't really need the rule book if all my friends are also getting the, like uh, some kind of pledge with the, with the rule book. Mm. And went uh, back to zero, you just cancel yeah, the pledge. Yeah, I, I was like, maybe I shouldn't just, maybe I shouldn't pledge any money. And, mm. but then I was like, no, I can't do that. That's too, that's too silly. And, uh, I also think I made a big mistake and I pressed the the two player set. How did that hilarious with the two player set? Because yeah, I, really I feel it. like did you notice when you when you pressed the two player set, it said like nine hundred remaining in like mm. red text, and then I kind of fully plopped for a while. Or I'm not sure, but the red text was still there when you looked at it or clicked yeah. it. And for at some point it was down to like six hundred left, and I think like mm. five hundred left. And I was like, well, it's it seems to be going. And then when the giant pledge finally came around and it started getting better and better, I looked down and it was like 900 left. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so everyone just fucked that. They just, yeah. they just jumped ship on the two-player set and it over to the giant pledge. Because yeah, the giant pledge, so much more. It, it basically became a two-player set, didn't it? Yeah, kind of, kind of yeah. You but have to... Well, you, you have oh, to pay extra to get the third... Warband? Yeah, so you got the Abyss for free, mm. didn't you? I can't even remember. Yeah, you got uh, no. It's it's been a couple of weeks, but you got you had to choose one main army, but you yeah. did get Abyssals for mm. for like a free add-on. So you kind of get two armies, but yeah. if you want the Night Stalkers as well, then you have to yeah, pay a little extra, yeah. I think. Uh, no, you get that too. You just I think you ended up with everything, every single model. Because uh, the only thing you had to add for is if you wanted um, the latest, uh, yeah, the ones that right. came. So it just became so ridiculous. Uh, yeah. Like so, I ended up with the giant pledge as well, and uh, <laughs> yeah. So we're in it. We're in it the was giant. Funny because in the morning I spoke to you and you were like on the rule book thing. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, I was like, I you know I can't really afford this right now because I've been on like too many trips this autumn. Yeah. And then my economy doesn't really allow for this. Yeah, and then later I saw your post on Facebook that we were like up on two hundred dollars. How did you go from <laughs> thirty to two hundred? <laughs> yeah, and actually I went down again when the giant deal became good enough. I actually went mm. down to one fifty again. All so right, okay. I was going for two hundred, but then I was like, ah, fuck it. This is too. This is good enough. Yeah, um, so much. Uh, and. Uh, and if many of our uh, like uh, friends also are think got the giant pledge. I think V Dog. Yeah, V Dog. Uh, Avin, I think. And we're yeah. gonna swap uh, a little bit. Yeah, among yeah. Ourselves. Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. And that's that. Yeah, that's the reason why. Kind of, I think that was, <coughs> that's what pushed me over to not uh, adding the extra fifty because I'm mm. thinking like, okay, but if I swap, I can maybe get like triple Basileia. Yeah. Because I really wanted the Basileian models. Really like those. So I think I have two deals li lined up now. So with with mine, I'll get like triple. Yeah, you got my Basileans, and I will get your Night Stalkers. Yeah, and I think 
someone else also gets my <laughs> just that, you already forgotten you have to wait for, you have to remember this until november oh shit 2018 <laughs> yeah that's actually far in the future that kind of hits me after the fact like yeah one year one year is a long time when you do like tournaments and armies and stuff it doesn't it doesn't sound like much but when you realize no. it i remember um when i plan tournaments it's like oh uh, and uh, I plan. I remember I planned for November what, a year ago about which tournaments to go to and, and which to arrange, and that seems like forever ago. Yeah. Um, I haven't even started my my current orc army, and I work for. I've been working on that for twelve months. So, mm. yeah, it's it's actually a bit like a downer because it was um, mm. such a good this Kickstarter was very exciting. Yeah. And there's such. I think Mantic were really great, um, like daily, even several times a day with updates. Yeah. Like, oh my god, you just kicked this stretch goal's ass, and <laughs> here's a new stretch goal. I had like email notification, and I got emails all the time. Yeah, <laughs> a new so, stretch goal. It was it was so cool, uh, and uh, lots of stuff that I really want. And I, uh, the terrain didn't really get me excited at first. But after a while, we were started talking about we should build like this really cool mm. small table for Vanguard, like yeah. three foot three by three or four by four max. Yeah, four by four, and just yeah. My idea was to divide it up in four, and four people can go together and like build something and try to yeah. you know. Uh, yeah, almost like a two by two then, and so we have one square foot each. Yeah, for example, and we can have we can be eight people, and each person can make their own part, and you can swap. Yeah, and build book like book. Uh, yeah. So you build, you get like a square, and you build yeah. that with as, m as much terrain as you can almost. Well, it yeah, should be traversable. Pick, can, I will obviously do the crypts and uh, the graveyards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just love make it. sure it's possible to actually walk between like the gravestones and stuff. <laughs> well, well, have you have you ever seen the graveyard? <laughs> like the graves was just packed together. <laughs> no, but <laughs> I don't think the graveyard is the biggest problem. I think okay. the person who picks uh, like the docks can't just be water and just oh, one yeah. pier or something. That would be weird. It has to be like a dried up duck with a little pond. That's all that's left of the yeah. of the ocean. Yeah, <laughs> it'd be like a low tide. Yeah, exactly. So it can actually be like in the on the on the beach. <laughs> on the beach so that actually got me a bit excited for the train anyway because then i was thinking oh we'll yeah. get like every, all these people who's now gone for the giant pledge will get all this terrain so we can just make huge amounts of something <laughs> but we should uh, we should use that year to build the board so oh shit. still we're, Fuck. we're fucked up right? yeah okay Does now it... i'm feeling not too great about the terrain <laughs> anyway <laughs> yeah i'm sure we can find use for it you can always add to the table or the board because you know if you, if you divide it up in squares, you can you mm -hmm. can make new squares. Yeah, yeah, sure. Just, uh, That's a good idea. Because I saw some uh, battle reports from Vanguard on the on the old internet's mm -hmm. uh, YouTube, uh, and I feel like they had very little terrain. I feel like they just had a Kings of War table. Yeah. And just this played skirmish. I was like, ah, that wasn't how I picture it. I was picturing more, you know, to fight over something like. Uh, mm -hmm close quarter fighting in you know a, a ruined town or yeah, yeah you or, want to you want it to be more confined mm. not like an open field yeah not like <laughs> an open field if it was a, if it was going to be a field it had to be like a, you know one of those uh, corn fields mm -hmm. with like lanes in so you have to yeah yeah be awesome. like really tall yeah so you can't see over oh that would be amazing <laughs> yeah 
And uh, I mean, <laughs> I should point out that I've uh, not even looked at the rules for Vanguard. Nah, I, I read through it once <laughs> and I, I watched some batch reports, so I, I feel like I know a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, the, the rules are all in alpha or whatever, so... That's true, yeah. So it's not... Uh, but I've heard other people say this as well. I'm not actually in it for Vanguard itself. Um, mm. That's kind of secondary to me. I look forward to trying it, of course, and I think it's going to be fun. But for me, the main thing is just that Mantic are actually creating new models mm. for Basilea, yeah. for Night Stalkers, for Abyssals. I mean, even Elves will come out if they do the Northern Alliance thing. That's yeah. like a new kit for Elves right there that they can expand on, and suddenly we have new Elves. So that's what kind of really gets me, or got me super yeah, excited. That, uh, it was like, thing. this is actually the gateway into these new armies, these new mm. models that we've been, well, that many people have been waiting for for a long time. So that's, uh, I mean, even new dwarves, isn't it? They made like some uh, dwarf yeah, mech. Yeah, yeah, there were some drawings, yeah, yeah. So, so even they are getting new models. I mean, not sure that I was needed, but uh, sure, go ahead. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I love it how it kind of, I mean, it, it, it gives uh, more stuff to Kings of War. That's the thing. I think I think the 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 miniatures I get I will mostly use for Kings of War. Probably. Uh, so. Yeah, me too. Which is why I was thinking I I need to trade so I can actually make regiments mm. and troops of these things. And I'm even more excited about when this stuff then goes to retail and they mm. start selling a box of twenty of those paladins for Basilea. Mm. That's what I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. <laughs> so this is just me thinking about that really. You know, they <laughs> will be available to buy. Yeah, I think many uh, people felt feel, uh, felt the same when uh, when the Kickstarter was going. Yeah, you know, it's it's not all about Vanguard. It's all about expanding the Mantic miniature range. Yeah, and also, you know, they they have like IP uh, on these armies, don't they? Like uh, Night Stalker and, and Basilea, I guess. Yeah, sure, and yeah, Northern yeah. Alliance too, I guess. Uh, yeah, and, and the Northern Alliance one could be fun because. Uh, like ice elves it's kind of i don't know how in unique it is but in, in my mind it it's it feels kind of unique i haven't read mm -hmm. it's not that often i have encountered uh, frozen or <laughs> frozen frozen uh, elves <laughs> <laughs> ice elves in like fantasy uh, i think yeah um there is like one specific game who had some sort of white-haired elves i've heard but for me too it was kind mm. of fresh i i I'd never really seen that before yeah, and it's it's a I mean compared to just you know the generic generic elf mm -hmm. army, you know it's it's pretty cool. Yeah, a bit of a theme. Yeah, so that was cool. That was a very fun uh, rush. Uh, mm. Was it two weeks that it yeah, lasted? Yeah, it wasn't that long. Long, it felt long. Yeah, every day we were like, oh, "Did you see that new stretch girl?" Yeah, <laughs> it was weird. and the, which makes it into a real anticlimax when it ended. Yeah. Now we're like. Uh, yeah. So what what what's up with that Vanguard? When are we getting it? <laughs> Which web page am I gonna refresh? Like every minute now. Yeah. <laughs> when am I getting my stuff? <laughs> so, and it's like oh November eighteenth. What? <laughs> yeah, that that's another thing. Like it's it's a whole year, and uh, you know it takes it takes time to paint and multibase and everything. Yeah. So when will this army be ready? <laughs> it will be twenty nineteen. Maybe in time for like third edition. Yeah. Or something like that. But it still is cool, and uh, I mean, I, I won't classify myself myself as like a full-blown Mantic fanboy, because, um, you know, I'm, I'm not really that company-dependent anymore. But 
still, I was fanboy enough to... There was no way that I was going to give like zero dollars to the Vanguard Kickstarter. Mm. I yeah. felt a certain... In, in the beginning, at least, I felt like I need to support this because mm. this will mean more stuff for King's War. But it, it transitioned into uh, full-blown uh, fanboyism for me towards the and end of that giant the, pledge. Yeah. I was like... Uh, uh, yeah, I take my money, God damn yeah, it. Like uh, taking my shirt off, swinging it over my head, woo, partying in front of my laptop alone <laughs> when I saw all the stuff they were adding. And f- especially when it, after a while, it all became free shit. Because when mm. you had the giant pledge, yeah. all I had to do was like, come on, everybody else, come on, everybody else, make me some more miniatures. Yeah, it was awesome. Yeah, give me free shit. So every time it's like, a new stretch goal unlocked, we've added it to your giant pledge. I was like, oh yeah, more stuff, more stuff. It felt for a while, it just kept coming. I feel yeah. like I've, I'd done my part. It felt like the world just gave you stuff. Yeah. For the first, first I, time in my life. Like, <laughs> something for free. Yeah. At, at first, I felt like I did my part. Like, okay, here's my $150. Mm. That's me. That's my part. I'm done. And after that, it was like, yeah, everyone was just giving me free stuff. That was a really cool feeling. Um, yeah. So that was fun. That was really fun. Uh, I kind of missed the Kickstarter. <laughs> Yeah, was but, that your uh, yeah? What? Yeah, I think about uh, you mentioned fanboyism. It's yeah. like the 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 thing I love about uh, Kings of War is that it's it's a culture for just using the miniatures you like, mm-hmm. and that's opened people's eyes for like uh, other. I think we mentioned this hundred times, but you yeah. know, like uh, I th- I feel like there's a myth going on and been on for like twenty five years that Games Workshop has they have the they have the best miniatures and mm. there's there's no competition yeah and it's just and i always or for very many years i felt like that's not even true and there's so many great miniatures out there mm. and yeah they have good miniatures but it's not always the best and uh, some mm. of them is just horrible like tiny bits that are so thin that it will just break on contact with mm-hmm. anything it's like yeah, yeah. They, they look cool but that doesn't make them necessarily good if they, if they break easily no and, that's uh, true um and uh, but st- yeah, but still they, it was a pattern. So it was kind of a point. But what was great about uh, these new models in the Kickstarter was that, mm. and and judging from the latest like Jarvis and those characters yeah. that came out, now it's like that doesn't even apply anymore. I can no. get it. Like yes, you can still say that about you know Mantic's oldest models. Mm. But yeah, now sure. it's like holy shit! It's actually like they've closed the gap, and uh, I can now make stuff that is like so good like yeah uh, and we actually seen Jarvis in real life as well yeah yeah uh, I got him from Clash of Kings yeah mm-hmm. yeah I didn't win him I just got oh, him oh yeah okay yeah <laughs> listeners <laughs> from our those who listened to our previous the previous episode with me and Larson we from the Clash of Kings that we opened the goodie bags while we like mm. recorded and then yeah Lars got a Jarvis I got some trees. <laughs> I didn't even realize it was Jarvis. And I got some trees. <laughs> uh, uh, allegedly. We don't even know yet. Yeah. Uh, I looked some more at them. They still look like trees. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they look like trees, but someone told you that it was uh, like ants or uh, yeah. like uh, something like that. No, yeah, but they were just guessing, really. But it's cool. Yeah. It's not just, uh, but I also feel like there's other companies that Mantic that makes great miniatures as well. Like, yeah. yeah. And that's that's what I love. Like people can just show up with a miniature that you've never seen before. Yeah. It's like wow, mm-hmm. where's that from? Yeah, I had a guy playing War Machine actually called me a Mantic fanboy. Like that, well, not me directly, but he said something like, and he was said something like, um, 
Yeah, you know, um, the Mantic models, some of them are not really great, and I feel like you guys who play King's War, you're kind of like Mantic fanboys. Mm. And I was like, what? That's not true at all. We're like, we're really like shopping everywhere now. Yeah, uh, and I've I never seen a War Machine guy uh, buy anything else. Than no, because they're not allowed. <laughs> they're not even allowed. No. <laughs> it's hard to, it's easy to call me a fanboy when you're like, yeah, under your sort of, sort of slavery <laughs> deal with your own game. <laughs> your company forces you to play with their miniatures, and you just you just you know tagging along and thinking it's fine. Yeah, <laughs> man, like North Korea. Yeah, shit. Oh, yeah, wow. so um, yeah, really loving those new minis, and they look great, and I can't wait to get them, even though it's a long time. To yeah, wait. but it'll it'll yeah. be great. It's what a depressing year is gonna be. <laughs> just <laughs> waiting for, you know. And in use and will it be here? Oh. It'll be like a Bart in that episode. He has ordered like a spy cam or something. Okay. And he asks the male woman every day, oh, yeah. like, uh, is it there? Is it like, uh, is it in mail today? Will, is it? Is it? Is there a package for me? <laughs> every day. I'm gonna do that every day. I'm gonna, I'm gonna oh, don't be do home every time the postman uh, <laughs> by. And, uh. Awesome. <laughs> so how about them uh, books and movies and stuff books have you and been, movies uh, been reading anything watching anything uh, yeah well lately I'm reading the, um, uh, you as well actually the, uh, the Discworld uh, novels and yeah. we're about on the same uh, like yeah, book we are but did you Actually, did you skip to that one, or have you actually read the previous I read, ones? I read all of them, yeah. Until, really? Uh, nice. Guard, guards, guards. Yeah, that uh, that's crazy. We were actually almost exactly the same. Yeah, it's weird. But do, have you read them, like, last like year or so, or have you, like, slowly been... Yeah, recently. It's like some... Uh, I have read, like, maybe two or three, like, when I was a teenager, sort of. Yeah. Uh, but and it was, like, just random... Um, which you know, I borrowed from a friend, like yeah. the fifteenth book. Right? Oh yeah, shit, yeah. Uh, which was it was pretty good because it, you know I liked that uh, the humor and stuff. Mm -hmm. But I never got around to actually buying the first one and just. So now you've done it in a sequence. Yeah. Cool. Uh, yeah, me too. Um, I although I actually listened to them on audiobook. Yeah. On the uh, Audible, I got because I had this uh, um, Audible app. I had it on my iPad. I don't know why I had it on my iPad, but it was just how it was. Uh, I think I didn't have a cell phone that was new enough, because this was like three years ago or something, mm. when I got this app. Uh, so I, I had that, and I listened to like uh, the first, like the Color of, was it Color of Magic, mm. and the Light Fantastic, and like Mort, yeah, the first sorcery. one with Death, and Sorcery. Mm. Um, and I had those, uh, and I listened to those for like every time I went on a summer holiday. So I listened to like mm. one per year. So yeah, so it must have been like four years ago then, and then uh, one per year, up to like four, and uh, and I and this had a break, and now I got this app on my cell phone. Yeah. So I was like, holy shit! I download all of them. So I downloaded um, uh, Guards Guards, which is yeah, I just finished, which is you mm. you also just finished. Yeah. Um, but in book format. Yeah, yeah, sure. But that's cool. We're, we're experiencing each uh, one's reading, yeah. one's listening. <laughs> Uh, and Guards Guards was amazing. Uh, I love that one. It was great. Yeah, and our our, co our colleague John has been kind of pushing us to read it for so long because yeah. he's a big like Discworld fan. 
and he's like, oh, yeah, I can't wait till you get till you get to like guards, guards. It's so good. Yeah. And, uh, and we were like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Give it how three, good, three years. Yeah. <laughs> how good can it be? Yeah. And yeah, yeah, but that was uh, that was amazing. Also, a lot of cool dwarf stuff in that. Uh, yeah. Because the main character is actually a human, but he's 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 raised by dwarves. Mm. So you get all this humor that is, he thinks he's a dwarf. It's <laughs> kind of a giant dwarf reference in there, actually. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. He is uh, bigger yeah. than a regular. Yeah, because he dwarf. says like, but humans can be no, humans can be smaller than usual. So why can't dwarves be larger than usual, like a normal like a yeah, just like, a normal yeah. variation. <laughs> it's natural. Um, okay, cool. Um, so do you just finish that one? Yeah, that's your latest. Yeah, it's my latest. So yeah, but that's awesome. Buy some, buy the rest. I guess. Yeah, the rest I 30. actually had a little spur, and I uh, also listened to the next one, which is called Eric. Hmm. Uh, it's supposed it's to be. Short, isn't it? It's quite short. At least I felt like it was pretty short compared to. Yeah, the I think it's guard. like uh, when I saw it in the bookstore, it was like uh, very much uh, thinner than. Oh yeah, the, yeah, it was. It was shorter, uh, and stranger. <laughs> And now mm. I've actually started listening to Pyramids. I think I messed up the sequence somewhere, but it's around the same sequence. And uh, uh, I wonder if the Pyramids is before Guards Guards? May yeah, maybe. Uh, it could be. Because I think I skipped one. Because it's a standalone. Book. Okay. Yeah, I think. Yeah, so. I don't think it says like the number. Mm. But uh, anyway, uh, it's it's pretty cool because it has some sort of the same references as the guards guards book. Mm. So um, in the pyramids, it's this uh, like uh, kind of like an Egyptian prince who goes off to you know to grow up sort of. Uh, he's like thirteen years old and he yeah. leaves his like fair like a, I don't know not not his pyramid but he leaves his like his hometown in like this Egyptian country, and he goes to Ankh-Morpork, Ankh of course, and uh, he joins the Assassin's Guild as an apprentice. Yeah, and hmm. it's so cool, and it, and then you then the name drops some of the same things like, the same you know the guard force and the and the thieves guild and the merchants guild and these things that you also hear about in guards guards, so that's cool. So yeah, I'm I'm also in a proper disc world uh, period. Yeah, we're we're in that universe. Yeah, awesome moment. It's awesome. Uh, anything movies series? Yeah, well. Yeah, I watched uh, Demolition Man, one of my favorite movies. You know, right. there's Sylvester Stallone and... Uh, yeah, that's a was classic. It, uh, Snipes? Wesley Snipes? Yeah, yeah. Name? Snipes and yeah, Stallone. Like, uh, yeah. Like a 90s uh, classic, <laughs> isn't it? so good. Early, early 90s? Yeah, it's like... Uh, I feel like it's a very misunderstood movie in uh, because apparently it, it didn't do well in the box office. Really? But I feel, I feel like people remember it and, you know, today I think it's a cult movie. Yeah. Uh, people like remember it and they, uh, you know, they're very fond of it. Yeah, it's yeah. so weird movie. It's like it's such a. It's Is like that a, where it gets like a, 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 a like a like a fine for yeah, swearing? Yeah. And it's like is, a future uh, yeah, dystopia. These, these boxes kind of you see like shit, and this box just comes out of the lawn or something like me. <laughs> you find ten dollars for swearing. <laughs> Fuck you! You find ten dollars for swearing, and it just keeps going, and then it kind of just smashes the box or something. Yeah. Uh, it runs out of paper or something. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, he's just started <laughs> squaring at it, and he runs out. 
And also, um, it's the famous uh, one with the uh, three uh, seashells in the toilets instead of toilet paper. Oh shit! Yeah. And it, you never, you never get an explanation how they use those. No, it's just like uh, they come back to it, like uh, yeah. they keep referring to it. Yeah. All the time. That's so weird. It's like, and I've been wondering, like, what do they actually do with those? I it's mean, kind of nasty. And why are there three of them? And three? Do they, oh, that's what yeah. you get. Like, you have three. Sh- yeah, I guess. But do they change them out? Or, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't <laughs> I mean, uh, I guess it's like, uh, it's sort of shaped like a shovel. So, I mean, yeah. I guess you could. But how is that better than toilet paper? It sounds painful. Yeah, exactly. It's like scraping your ass because they're laughing. I'm like, yeah, the <laughs> the toilet paper is something you use in the 20th century, blah blah blah. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah, but how how are these shells so much better? <laughs> oh man. Ah, yeah. So now you've been thinking about it. I'm a bit grossed out. <laughs> I never really was before, but I was like, oh shit. Uh, oh cool. Yeah, classic. You watch the classics. Yeah, um, that's a pretty good one. I've been watching uh, this horrible series that's called, uh, uh, what's it called again? Uh, Hunters, Shadowhunters? Yeah, I told you about this. Yeah. Which is the same name as that cool board game, no card game really, that we played yeah. in Cardiff. But yeah, so yeah, I, thought, I thought it was like, oh, maybe that's like the same franchise or something. But it was just basically <laughs> a teen series for teenage girls or boys. Kind of like Buffy, just not done right. Because Buffy is the most awesome series exactly. uh, ever. Yeah. Uh, it's so good. <laughs> it felt like a modern day Buffy. Like you have main character is a girl, kind of young girl. Yeah. She becomes some sort of witch hunter kind of thing. And of course you have like werewolves, vampires, demons, mm. and like elves, like fairy creatures. And uh, of course they all are evil and enemies but some of them become friends and and this girl needs saving all the time and basically they're always running around helping her so it's like a wimpy buffy yeah she's like a if buffy kind of always had some sort of relative that needed saving and everyone helped her because everyone likes her (laughs) they hate each other but they like her so everyone's imagine like a soccer match with like 10 year olds with everyone's running after the ball yeah. you have like vampires and werewolves and all kinds of creatures running after this this girl help her help her she needs her help and she's kind of hot but, so we kind of love her but but who are they helpers who are they what <laughs> who are they helping them from like uh, what's the threat there the threat is some sort of evil some sort of witch hunter that's gone bad so he's trying to collect okay. um the pl- i mean the plot it's not actually that's that bad because it's it's kind of um, uh, so you have this demon hunter who realizes that this is just bullshit we're just fighting each other like we're fighting demons they're fighting us we're mm. fighting vampires so it, we just want to reset this whole thing and stop having this silly war so he tries to collect three original items that was like brought to earth by some angel and if these three items are ever, ever brought together then all creatures with like demon blood will just be destroyed and then no more war no more need to to like kill and get killed and we can all just live in peace so have to kill all the vampires and werewolves and demons yeah oh, okay. so it's like huh that's actually a kind of end all war kind of uh, so motivation the bad guy is actually a good guy yeah, well, kind of, but it's, mean, like, it's like a final solution. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, it's horrible, cool. but he's, uh, you know, yeah. Like fight fire with fire kind of thing. Like, yeah. yeah. His goal is actually, you know, p- 
pretty good. Kind of noble goal, but yeah. it's like just the, the, the end justify the means yeah. sort of thing. So that's actually the one part that wasn't horrible, kind of, you know, the motivation for the bad guy. But, uh, yeah, but you know, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, it's hard to really describe. It's like everyone's, like, super hot and buff and, like, tattooed us. Everyone has tattoos everywhere. It's fucking these shadow hunters. They get their powers from tattoos. <laughs> they don't have spells, but they have, like, wands. They just call them stelles, which is a word that makes me uncomfortable. Stelle. Uh, get my stele and they write a tattoo on themselves and they do something right there, like uh, do yeah. they have like the, the needle that no but it's like magical so you, right, okay. you, you make like a magical rune so it, it kind of, sometimes it feels like Harry Potter it's like if, 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 <laughs> tattoos yeah it's Harry Potter with tattoos and uh, steles instead of wands so if they would open the door they'd be like quick open the door and they were like swoosh their wand you know and like yeah. make a magic glowing yeah, rune and then the door would like open or explode or something yeah. then it's it's much more cool like in Harry Potter where just, they just go like you know bombarda boom and the whole <laughs> shit just, you know blows yeah. off the hinges here they actually have to write a pattern like oh no uh, cross the T and dot the I and swoosh 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 <laughs> what <laughs> Yeah, you just have to make a proper rune. If they draw it badly, then it doesn't work or something like that. I hope that was an actual quote from the... So that would be amazing. I will watch it right now. Is that yeah, well, you should watch it just for hilarity. Yeah. Um, and and every time they're in some sort of situation, and this girl, you know, she, she plays like the innocent. She doesn't know about this world, right? Like Bella and, in uh, Twilight. Yeah, pretty... It feels like... Yeah, it very much feels like Twilight sometimes. Yeah. Like, oh... Yeah. Who Shit. remembers Twilight now? It's like it was the, it was the biggest thing for like a long time, and just right after the end, it's like ah, oh, fuck that shit. Yeah. No yeah. one talks about it. Ever. I didn't even think about it before you said it. No, it's like everyone just forgot about it. It's, 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 people just yeah. realized it was so shit. So so here's uh, and they they used to say many of the same like tricks, you know, in like asking Twilight that you know the the werewolf is always having his shirt off, showing off his yeah, like abs. Yeah, but yeah, but uh, you know, if they transform, you don't want to be like a wolf with a with a shirt on. No, but he's, silly. you know, they, they just play off that. He, this guy will never have a shirt on. You know, he just <laughs> always flexes muscles. And Is this some sort of uh, Indian uh, Native American uh, guy? <laughs> Which like one? The werewolf. Well, in twi- Twilight, isn't he like? A, isn't he like a son of some sort of chief or something? I don't know. Let's not go into that. <laughs> oh, okay. And uh, so uh, we just have the same problem that we had last time. We were yeah. the lights went out. So, wave the arms, and we're back. There we go. Well, that was the hint that we should stop talking about this uh, TV series, (laughs) I think. But, uh, yeah. We just got to the good part with the male upper body. I have to to continue talking about it a little bit, because, okay, let's say they're out, her and her love interest, of course, you know, they're out, Mm. they're both like these shadow hunters. And, oh my god, we're being attacked by, I don't know, you know, flying gargoyles. What should we do? It's like, don't worry, you just have to use your anti-fly rune. What's that? <laughs> Haven't you seen it? It's this one. And he pulls up his shirt, and of course, like, you know, on the side of it, it's like... Has prepared? Because he, he is, like, a veteran, so he has oh. them all on him. Like, they're, like, black tattoos. Oh. So he's like, oh, this one, and then it gives him a chance to, you know, flush his abs. Have you seen it? And then he's like, oh, oh, those abs. Oh, oh, it's the root I'm supposed to be looking at. You know, they, every single time. Oh, it's this one. You know, pull up the, like, mm. my bicep. It's on my bicep. Yeah, yeah. That's the root you should copy. It's amazing. And then bicep, she, of course, so, yeah. you know, 
has to copy the rune. Some it, it, she doesn't have to put it on the same spot, but on her skin somewhere. But oh, it's okay. this, you know, then it's like a little bit of tension because then she's looking at his abs while, you know, trying to copy the pattern. <laughs> so this is sort of teenage sexual idea. tension in every single yeah. fucking time they have to do something. And quick, draw the tattoo. And they, I think they say sometimes that if you do it wrong, you kind of explode or something. But that never happens, of what? course. Yeah, it has to be perfect. Otherwise, you, you know, <laughs> die. But that never happens. That, that, that has to happen at least once. Yeah, but it just never silly. happens. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it should happen like nine out of ten times. That would be funny. Yeah, because she's like noob, so why would she be able to make it perfect? <laughs> yeah. Oh, they actually excuse that because she's like an art student. Oh, yeah, of course, yeah. She's an art uh, student yeah. who always loved to draw. Yeah. So, of course, she will always get them right. So, she will never die. She'll never like, lose her arm because she... she I can relate because I used to be an art student as well and I never did a single mistake when I drew art or uh, drew a drawing. And never. I, I always perfect. and never used a ruler for like <laughs> 10 years. Yeah. yeah so, you can basically become a tattoo artist right now. Yeah. Just I didn't even need, you know, wrong. those people that put on like the blue thing first. Yeah. Forget about it. <laughs> Noobs. Just, you know, bring out the needle and just start and, you know. Uh, yeah. And, but, you know, I was like, literally at home with a fever. So I was like very susceptible to like, yes, I will watch this Good show. Male upper bodies. And yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was like, and I, I finished watching like every other show that I had. I finished like Narcos, latest season. I started watching Breaking Bad again, but I didn't want to watch it again. Um, so I was like, yeah, this is the best I have, and it's like two seasons, so I will actually finish it in in this weekend that I'm kind of, when I'm sick. But there's so many plot holes. At some point, they actually say, because there's this class called the Warlock, um, he's uh, like a thousand years old, and he's, he's homosexual, and he's of course had all the old famous lovers ever. He's like, oh, I used to do this with Michelangelo. <laughs> Of course, yeah. Yeah. Like, uh, and it's, uh, uh, orgy with yeah. uh, Da Vinci. Oh, you should have seen me in old Venice. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> he, he name drops, like, all these oh, historical cool. celebrities. And he's like, oh, can you just, you know, do you have to, like, go into that? Because everything has to be, like, uh, some sort of innuendo. Um, and he's like, yeah, That's... and he, he kind of gets this uh, love interest, too, with one of these shadow hunters. And he's so young and he's never had a girlfriend or anything. And he hooks up with this like thousand year old Casanova. <laughs> and he's like, have you never had a girlfriend? No. Uh, how many have you been with? And he's like, 20. And he's like, oh, just 20. And then, you mean 20,000? <laughs> and the other guy doesn't correct him. He's like... <laughs> so it's like okay so he's been with like 20,000 guys most apparently historical celebrities yeah of course so yeah there's no nothing wrong with this relationship like young naive boy and like the ultimate predator of all times <laughs> yeah because I heard if you travel in time um, all the celebrities will actually just be there lined up for you yeah and you will of course influence history the way it yeah, happened yeah yeah of course yeah you know. it was your credit that this and that happened. Yeah, the, uh, you know, uh, Leonardo da Vinci came up with, uh, you know, his inventions while having sex with you, basically. You know, that, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what inspired him. You know, <laughs> yeah, because I said, like, oh, this reminds me of, you know, that uh, helicopter that you drew. <laughs> what? A helicopter? was that? You know, you wrote this. Oh, it's brilliant. I must go to my workshop. And, yeah. And that's why I built it. Yeah. Or your penis was shaped like a, you know. Like a corkscrew? Cork, corkscrew penis. <laughs> and it's like, oh my God, can uh, that fly? I was like, yeah, yeah, I think so. But and this this warlock around the, the bedroom. Yeah. <laughs> it's 
Stop it. <laughs> <laughs> so this uh, warlock, he makes like portals. He can make just like in World of Warcraft, he can make portals mm-hmm. so he can go places. At some point, they actually say if you ever enter a portal without knowing where it leads to, you will die. And that never happens. Never happened. And people, <laughs> people get kidnapped and pulled into portals, and then die. and they don't die. And I don't know, okay. how logical is it if you're getting yeah. kidnapped? How do you, do you think it's logical that you know where you're going? But is it is the person making the portal that has that has to know or everyone? They actually say that if you go into a portal, like if you don't know where you're going, you're gonna get like smushed by a black hole or something like that, like. Maybe they're just whispering through the air while they're kidnapping them. It's like, yeah, we're going to the yeah. wall. Yeah. And just... <laughs> yeah. We're going to my house. <laughs> <laughs> Where's that? Yeah. <laughs> the fifth enemy. <laughs> What's the zip code? <laughs> 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 and they're like, in transition, and they like have to scream their dress. Yeah, it's, it's like this thing they, they say in like one of the first episodes, like make it like mysterious. And it's it's just yeah. and they just never follow up yeah. on it, and you're like, but they said it. Oh fuck. <laughs> oh well, yeah. So that's it. Yeah, check it out, Shadowhunters on Netflix. Yeah, or Buffy the Vampire Slayer also. Probably which you should do that instead. Probably yeah. better. Yep. And so uh, you know, uh, more sexy people as well. I think. Yeah, Sander, but they're they're not as uh, Giles. Yeah, but they're like Buffy. They're they're not trying so hard. They're like, yeah, you know, exactly. It's it's like tryhards in this series. So yeah, that's my Netflix watching. Also, I mentioned for you, I watched some more Marco Polo, oh, yeah. some more horrible, horrible <laughs> shit, where they basically they set birds on fire and yeah. send them into this village to, because they're like ho- like homing pigeons. So they set them on fire and then open the cage and then they return to their to their houses and they burn down the city. And it's like my god, that's horrible. I don't want to watch. Uh, how would that actually work? Because wouldn't the fire just you know make them unable to fly like instantly? I don't know. They like put this torch into the cage and they like their, t- their tail feathers catch fire. Uh, only the tail feathers. Well, some feather and then they they fly for like you know twenty seconds before they I don't know. Uh, I'm sure some did. Yeah, make I guess it's it, historically accurate. I have no idea. And some even. <laughs> Had fired some horses, which was even worse, and like, rode, uh, like send those running into their, to their city, and just. Uh, oh, and of course, your wife was passing well, by. Well, she was exactly actually, fortunately, not there, so I didn't have to like <laughs> excuse myself again. <laughs> you think you're some sort of psychopath yeah. watching this, you know, putting, putting <laughs> no, pigeons I, on fire. I haven't but. tried convincing her to watch more movies with me, you know, after the last time yeah. I told you. Uh, but you watched um, Braveheart, didn't you? So yeah, that went down. Yeah, but you know, the scene where they cut her throat, she yeah. did, didn't remember that, of course, so she was shocked at that. <laughs> That's the shocking part. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, they suddenly cut her throat. Like, oh, shit, did it really? My favorite scene is uh, is the where you know the son, the wimpy son, he's gonna confront his dad, the, the powerful king, right? Which is hard yeah, ass. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's like, he's preparing, <laughs> he's sitting by the table, he's gonna look badass. And the, and the father comes in, he's like, oh, how's the rebellion going? Yeah. And he's like, yeah, it's not going that great, but you know, it's, it's not a disaster. Uh, you know, I'm doing my best. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's trying to be like, uh, you know, I'm on top be of a things. good son. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm on top. Don't worry. And then at the exact same time, mm-hmm. you know, one of the the what they call like uh, heralds come in like sire uh, we have uh, like this basket for you news <laughs> from york <laughs> and of course it's the head of the like the baron of york in that basket <laughs> how unlucky is that for that son it's like <laughs> that 
that, so because yeah, like uh, uh, was it William Wallace is that the name yeah William yeah. Wallace yeah. so he basically sacked York probably like three days earlier or something yeah. and he's like here saying no, no York is fine and, yeah. and, and exactly then his basket arrives <laughs> with the head of like the and that's the nephew of the yeah, king isn't it yeah. my favorite nephew <laughs> <laughs> we're just that, ten yeah. times better than yeah. you is that when he throws the, the, the prince's uh, lover out the window or something yeah he kicks him out because he's like yeah. don't tell your son like that <laughs> and it's like oh let me speak to you and then he just chucks him <laughs> out the window <laughs> like, no <laughs> oh and yeah. to the prince's credit then he actually pulls a knife and tries to attack yeah, his father yeah, I which I, I was like hey that's you know he yeah. has some balls anyway he just needs some uh, you know, needs uh, push in the right direction. Yeah, yeah <laughs> oh, exactly. Literally. Yeah, maybe maybe, push. maybe that actually. Um, uh, do you do you see him much after that? No, the kid. You don't really. Like do the that. king really takes over the whole uh, operation. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. He sends the princess instead. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the, the French princess. Mm -hmm. And uh, Willem Wallace, of course, speaks uh, French. Of course, yeah. And Latin. Is that ever explained? Um. No. Well, he in this very early in the movie he travels with his uncle. Yeah, and he comes back like apparently he comes back like I don't know ten years later or something, yeah. and then he's like super educated, mm, yeah. still dresses uh, like a caveman, but <laughs> you know he can speak Latin, French, and several languages, and of all course, that. Yeah. That's a good yeah. one. Yeah, cool. I think we'll round round that up. Yeah, that was enough uh, local news. <laughs> was it local news? Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Righty. So, do you have any dwarf facts for us today, Mr. Lars? Yeah, I came, um, I uh, encountered in the in the old sources that I have access to, mm -hmm. um, a quote from a famous dwarf uh, philosopher, mm -hmm. uh, which uh, his name is lost to history. Okay. Uh, but it goes something like this: uh, uh, Rock cogito, no, Rock argosum, right? Okay, yeah. Which translates something like. Rock, therefore I am. Yeah, I right. guess that would be yeah. it. And that's, mm. uh, uh, you know, it's that's very similar to uh, to Descartes' Cogito Ergo Sum. Mm -hmm. you know, which, uh, but, you know, I, I can relate better more to the dwarf uh, Rock Ergo Because the original, the Descartes one is like, I think, therefore I am, is it? Yeah, I think, yeah, therefore I am, yeah. But dwarfs are like, where is a rock? Yeah, and therefore I am. Yeah, it's like uh, it's sort of up for interpretation as well because this is like rocks exist. Therefore, yeah. I, therefore Actually, I am. Actually, it's yeah. very close to Japanese grammar because they they say stuff like that. Yeah, like rock exists. They they say it like that. They don't say mm. there is a rock here. They say rock exists, and then the yeah, sentence they're, continues. They're, I think Japanese are pretty similar to dwarves, aren't they? Like stoic yeah. uh, people. Yeah, you know, it can be like. Single. If they put their minds to it, they can be very like single-minded, yeah. I guess, and uh, mm. focused on one task and, yeah. and honor and yeah. revenge, making and swords and war and mm. yeah, cool. Um, and uh, yeah, I like it. I can imagine like being almost like a meditation technique. If you're a dwarf, and you, if you hold a rock in your hand and you recite that line, like yeah, a rock. Therefore, I am. Yeah, you're holding. Be. You know, you're holding evidence of this of this rock. Which yeah. obviously you can hold a rock if you weren't, exactly. You know, yeah. If you weren't mm. alive, so if the rock exists, you must exist. It's actually pretty deep. Yeah. So and also if you didn't exist, would the rock exist? Exactly. Yeah. What would be the point of rock if there was no dwarfs 
to, to observe it or, yeah. uh, or, or to mine it for that matter. Yeah, or make yeah. like poetry about it. Yeah. Cool. I think I'll make a dwarf army and I'll write that on all their banners. And <laughs> yeah, we <laughs> yeah, should. We should actually. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Very deep. But the name was lost. Okay, that's sad. Yeah, yeah it's, uh, it's so old, you know. It's, uh, you know, I guess if you actually asked a, pr a proper dwarf, they, they might know. But they wouldn't tell you, probably. But there might be, like, a contentious uh, topic. Maybe they all claim that it was, like, their forefather who actually wrote it. Maybe his na name was actually, you know, Argusum Rock, and he just, he just signed something. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like... Mr. Uh, Ergosum. Mr. Uh, Rock, Mr. Uh, yeah, like Bond, like uh, my name's Bond, you know, James Bond is like, <laughs> my name's Rock, <laughs> Argosum. Uh, Argosum, Rock, Argosum. <laughs> that would be weird. Yeah. Argosum sounds like a Eastern European name. Yeah. Yeah. It's a Turk problem. Turkish name. Argosum. <laughs> it also sounds very Latin, but you know, that's, uh, that's a different story. Cool. Fuck me, I'm a dwarf. Now let's get into this the King's War stuff. The what? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, scenario review. <laughs> oh yeah, scenario review. Yeah. We never actually review a scenario. <laughs> no, that's true. We always just spout some random stuff about it. Yeah, what's, uh, have you anything planned? or? Uh... Yeah, but now I'm a bit unsure because I was... Did we already talk about this? You know, we really need to This start is last week's uh, minute. <laughs> Well, we really should start having, like, taking notes, because sometimes uh, I feel like, shit, did I talk about this already? But I've got a pretty good memory, so try me. Because we've talked about it, you and me, but yeah. it came up after Clash of Kings. I don't think we talked about it on the podcast. It, and It's the, the push scenario, and I, I, I really think that um, push might be better if you could not stack the tokens on a single unit. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think we talked about that at Clash of Kings as well, didn't we? Yeah, so, well, let's have a quick chat about it in case. Uh, if uh, we I'm repeat sure we ourselves, have. then uh, you're going to take it and be happy about it. Yeah, and you're going to take it like uh, Leonardo da Vinci would have if we if, traveled in time. So. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Because <laughs> um, yeah. uh, now it seems like uh, that's like the best tactic. You put three tokens yeah. on your biggest unit and you just go for it. Mm. And your opponent does the same, and it's this weird thing where it's like... Yeah. You're usually on the other side, on the other flank, yeah, yeah, so like just ignore each other. <laughs> and you yeah. fight over the middle one, basically. Yeah, that's so right. You, so actually you could just have the middle one, and that would be uh, mm, the same yeah, scenario. Yeah, true. Um, cause, uh, so when, I remember you said something like, if you were forced to split them up, like you, each unit can only carry one, because mm. you know they have, I mean, they have downsides, right? You have a... Max speed yeah. of five, you can't fly, yeah. you lose nimble and stuff. So that would be um, very like detrimental, I guess, for a quick elite flyer nimble army. But isn't that a good thing? Yeah, exactly. Because you know? yeah. it seems like the, the rules committee and stuff, they're always making, well, at least last time around, they, they made a lot of rules to make you know flying to be less good. Mm. Like flying gets a nerf. Like uh, yeah, like yeah. It seems like flying is considered too good. In that's at least when we speak about it. Uh, yeah, in the original rules, definitely. Yeah, but 
Yeah, that's true. And they but yeah, still, it, it's, it was it very good. Tweaked it down a bit, but it's still like the meta is still like fast stuff, you know, which is why we try to have this these house rules with like speed reductions and stuff like that. Mm. So would it really be a bad thing if you were forced to actually put three of well max three, maximum three of your units and they would lose speed? Yeah. I mean, wouldn't that just discourage having an army with just uh, flyers and yeah. Uh, yeah, all Dracon, uh, all, all. You have weird. to make a choice anyway. You can, you can, yeah. You can have, you can put, you can have something else. Uh, you can, you can have it on a cheap unit, but that will, yeah. that would more likely die as well. Mm -hmm. Hang on a minute. Now I don't remember why we uh, we haven't talked about this uh, earlier because okay. the reason you wrote that down. Mm -hmm. I remember you wrote it down. It was while we were playing that D eight game. Really, you played push, and we played, uh, and we played. Uh, we said we couldn't stack. Oh right? yeah, we had to put it on different units. Oh yeah, oh, that's yeah. What, that's mm. when you wrote it down. Uh, yeah, you're, you're probably right. Cool. Yeah. So then, uh, we I haven't feel, had a. I feel confident yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> so now we can. Uh, now we'll talk an hour about it, <laughs> and we're probably wrong. We spoke about it like in uh, in September. Or something. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it's like if you have, let's say, you have an army of it, uh, three dragon rider uh, hordes. Mm -hmm. And not much else, let's say. Just like a wizard, uh, three wizards. Yeah, yeah, or two or, ball throwers. Or even if you have something else, but you you really feel like you need to have them on at least one of the dragon riders, mm -hmm. then one of the dragon rider uh, hordes will be you know nerfed yeah. uh, just by the scenario. Mm -hmm. Indeed. So um, when you have scenarios like that, that would actually you know nerf your army. You 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 actually have less use for like specific tweaks and house rules and comp and all that yeah because uh, like okay the scenario directly like impacts my army so i have to make my army to have less flyers then mm. or make sure i have at least three yeah some regiment kind some of good normal yeah like fair units that i can put these tokens on like foot sluggers uh, yeah coming up exactly you know because you want you don't want them to be on something that dies too easily you, you need it to be somewhere safe yeah. which is why they all end up on the horde because there's the most nerve it's just so yeah, boring exactly. yeah, yeah. It, uh, it makes sense to split it up i think hmm. yeah that would be cool maybe we should just house rule that in the uh, next time we play push yeah Let's because were we planning to talk about that d8 game uh, yeah we can come back to that um yeah we should do that mm -hmm. But uh, what about the actual what happened in the game? No, I mean like because then we could, uh, I don't know because uh, talking about loot, we played loot, I push and we played mm -hmm. push, yeah, and we did we split them up, yeah, uh, in that game. Mm -hmm. So we don't have to. We can we can save the D eight discussion, I guess. Uh, yeah, we're, nah, but I mean, is there any more that happened that uh, you recall, sort of? Yeah, because I recall. Remember, you had uh, one token. You had to put. You were like, you didn't want to put uh, tokens on uh, several units. So yeah. you, you picked uh, one of the tokens. You put on the skulks. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which are, they their nerve is not the best. They're they're yeah, not the best. Horrible. It's just a troop of uh, skulks. Yeah. And I actually managed to route that unit with my with a, like two whiz. True. With lightning bolt, mm -hmm. I was lucky, mm -hmm. but still, I mean, I managed to route it. So not, then suddenly there was a token on yeah. the ground, wasn't it? That's true, because uh, I was like uh, forced then to play those so so careful because mm. it was like a troop. They had like nine eleven or whatever something. So I was like, yeah. oh, run across the field, hope not to die, and it was looking yeah. very good because I was mm. like, yeah, you, all your units are are busy. But then it was like whiz came running and like zap zap double lightning yeah. bolt or something. And it killed him. And I was like, oh, fuck. But at least yeah. it just dropped then. You didn't get it. Yeah, no, I didn't get it. It just dropped down. 
Um, but, but if the, you hadn't, then I had <coughs> gotten double points, I think, because I was across the yeah, center. Yeah, you were, you were far across the center. And yeah. it was, I was really confident that the Skulls would like win me the game, yeah. but uh, they didn't, because they fucking damn. But yeah, that was exciting, and uh, that you can actually have a chance to to kill them instead of just putting in this... Because uh, these, these horses, they need to, you just need to block them up, like, okay, uh, they, they won't have time to uh, get past here, and you yeah. have to like hope they get stuck in terrain and stuff. Uh, I guess that's the thing. If you put all on a on a horde, you know, people could slow it down enough, uh, so it wouldn't manage to cross the board. But you still kind of save. I mean, you safeguarding yeah. them because you still yeah. still get three points. You still get one point per token. Yeah, yeah just, as long as you make sure the other. Yes, yeah, so if you people, kill the other one and you save your own, then it, yeah. it's kind of like safeguarding. Yeah. So um, I just don't. Didn't because that that's probably why I like when you roll a one for the amount of tokens because then it's yeah. like one for you, one for me, and one in the center, mm. and of course it kind of is the same end effect though that you actually just have mm. I have one and you have one, but and then it's it's not like I've stacked three. It's like yeah, it's just, it just feels wrong when you stack them. So yeah, kind of the same end result, but no, it's not the same end result because when you have a four with three, the one in the center kind of becomes. Yeah, well, that's well, it becomes less. irrelevant if you already get yours over, right? Because yeah. if you get yours over, it's like six points. Mm. You don't need the single point in the center. No, yeah. But if you have one and I have one, then the center becomes very important because uh, yeah. if I get it over, of course, that's two points. But if you keep yours on your side and get the center, you get two points too. So mm. the point in the center actually can pull the game like one step to this. Like, yeah. Uh, you can make score a draw and you can win. You, you can actually win on the center objective. That could be alternatively though. You can just say we play push today. It's just one token. Like I don't know. Yeah. Then of course you wouldn't penalize or, the flyers. Uh, uh, yeah, but you know if if you, I would like to see the house rule just saying you can't stack them and I think yeah. that would be fine. And then just let the dice decide. Yeah. Sort of. Yeah, that's true. That could work. Cool. Yeah, that's really it. it uh, but you mentioned um, the the eight game. We'll we'll uh, we'll come back to that very soon. Yeah, cool. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, very so interesting. <laughs> so, have you had any hobby progress, Lars? Uh, no. <laughs> any games? Yeah, I had. Uh, I played a few games, so that's uh, fine. I managed to get like a fever on the la in the last tournament. So yeah. I was like, ah, uh, I was. <laughs> it, was, it was not the best because copying you just copying me. I had a fever on the Bergen tour. Yeah, that's the thing. Like because I felt bad because you know I was trying to be in a good mood, but I, <laughs> I, I just couldn't be like a, in the in the mood that I'm usually in. It's hard to you be know. jolly and uh, yeah. like super happy. Uh, so uh, yeah, well, it was it was alright, but you know I, I wish I hadn't been sick, and I think you know mm. both me and my opponents would actually had a better time if I hadn't been sick. Yeah, so sure. that was a bit uh, lame. But I yeah, but I played a couple of games like in midweek games. Yeah, so it's uh, had a, had a few games and I'm pretty happy. That's cool, actually playing games. Yeah, and I, I borrowed your giant for uh, you know that last tournament. Oh yeah, where you I was did. Sick, yeah. So you touched it with your infected hands. So yeah, I'll it's probably cursed now. Yeah. <laughs> <Never>. <laughs> How did it perform? Did it do anything? I mean, I, the giant in my go combat goblin list, mm -hmm. uh, you know, which which is based on uh, combat and not uh, troll bones. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I need some. I really needed. I used to have a legion. Uh, of rabble, mm -hmm. uh, which did uh, good at the uh, Clash of Kings because people thought it was a horde. 
So they would charge oh, it yeah. and, and, you know, do 19 wounds. And like, mm -hmm. yeah, that, that, okay, that's dead. Well, no, it's not. <laughs> it's a legion. And I was like, no! And I got some flag charges. That's so that, amazing. That's, that's how they performed uh, the best. Uh, but uh, the troll, no, the giant right. really... Uh, the thing is, it has a very high nerve and it can... It doesn't dish out, you know, a large uh, number of attacks uh, in the front, but... You know, when I have 20 drops, you know, and there's units everywhere, there's, gonna, there's bound to be some flanks opening. Mm -hmm. And that small footprint really helped. And I, I felt like it was just what my combat goblins needed. Yeah. Just I to have, have that 14-inch charge in the flank yeah. somewhere. And I realized, like, after I included, like, that would be the unit with the smallest footprint in my army. <laughs> you know, it's yeah, just... apart from, the, like, the battle driller, maybe. No, you mean the mincer. Oh, yeah, I mean, because yeah. uh, yeah, the mincer's chariot base. Yeah, it's chariot base. It's yeah. actually smaller yeah. than the mincer. <laughs> yeah, so, apart from Wiz and, uh, you know, yeah, the sure. bigot, but, you know, they don't count. Small? Yeah, they do have a very small base. Yeah. So, it's, it, was, it was really good. Cool. I, I felt like that's uh, that's what I need for that army. Did you ever get anything else than a one on your random attacks? <laughs> <laughs> or was it mostly that? Yeah, it's like, I feel like it's either one or... Six, that's like... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I, I get a one a lot too. But yeah, cool. Um, have I done anything? I've actually... Yeah, I, I glued some more gore riders together. I you know, assembled them and... Uh, uh, actually, was I, I was at the, the, the cab, a cabin like with the family this uh, previous oh, yeah. weekend. Uh, this sort of a family get-together that we have every winter. Um... You all get drunk and yeah. Some things. people get a bit too drunk, which I was hoping wouldn't happen this year. And it actually went much better than uh, than usual. So I'm I'm very I'm very pleased, yeah. which uh, with the like the evolution of it. Uh, and I brought some hobby stuff because I had promised my dad to just be there and hang out. And I did. I brought like uh, uh, the box of gore riders and a box of like uh, archers for undead. And I, you know, brought my tools, clippers and files and yeah. stuff. I didn't bring paint. I thought I would probably not have time to paint. but So that was cool. I just sat and assembled these gore riders. And, and uh, it was fun because I didn't have all my usual tools available. And then when I, I was going to glue the spares on, and this... Uh, and I, I never remember what the correct word is, but you know, this kind of this half-resin plastic mix. Uh, Restic, I think. They, okay, yeah. Sometimes the parts are all bendy. Yeah. And if you put them in hot water, then they straighten out. Yeah. Uh, so I was like, do we have like a hot water uh, kettle here? Like one of those hot water boilers? And yeah, we did. So I put some hot water on, found some sort of Tupperware. <laughs> Everyone else was like, oh, he's going to make uh, cocoa or yeah. something. And my father yeah. was like, what, what are you doing? <laughs> like, oh, I'm going to straighten out these bits and pour some hot water in and then, you know, drop a handful of like orc spears in there. And like, soop, and instantly they all just straighten out. Like, yeah. look. He said, oh my god, that's amazing. I was like, yeah, that's right. Hobby, man. Hobby trick. And I said, I call, I said it's called a hot water trick. That's right. You remember it. <laughs> remember it for next time. And You're like uh, shaming your younger cousins. And stuff like that. Yeah. You haven't heard about a hot water trick? <laughs> <laughs> what are you? So, yeah, so that was really cool. And uh, uh, even the next morning we had breakfast. And I was like, I had my stuff just standing on like this little table. And uh, I was like eating, a, eating some breakfast. And I was looking at this new, uh, the skeleton standard bear that I got in my goodie bag. Got oh, yeah, yeah. And his bandage was all, was all crooked and his sword even was crooked. So I started, uh, you know, putting him in hot water. And my dad's like, oh, did you find some coffee? 
I was like, no, I'm you know doing the hot water trick. <laughs> <laughs> see, at this point, they're like, they're hoping you. They see you in the kitchen, you know, boiling water and stuff. They're like hoping for something, you know. Yeah. No, nothing is forthcoming. Drink. Only my hobby. <laughs> <laughs> you could offer them like the water from the hot water. Yeah, maybe it has some sort of like plastic yeah. taste. Yeah, sure, it has like <laughs> it's like tea with plastic. But yeah, I recall, you know, it's funny because hot water trick was never a thing before. I think Games Workshop has. I've never had a Games mm. Workshop model that needed that. Well, yeah, I actually had one like resin model and okay. needed that, but the old ones never had uh, it. So it's, it's kind of a. Uh, well, we recent we just talked about like how Mantic is great and all, uh, like it's no worse than Games Workshop. But I did realize that it was only when I started with Mantic models that I needed to learn the hot water trick. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. I mean, I've learned much more about stuff like that, which is mm. it can only be a positive, right? Now I know yeah, that that's cheaper the... material as well. Why not? If you pay ten quid less for something. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And it, it's easy, and it's just you know, throw them in, and then take the water out, and you're done. And but I feel I feel wiser now. I know that actually, you sometimes need to do that with like this rustic material. So uh, it's cool. Yeah. So I I made. I'm gonna make my second regiment of uh, like gore riders for my orc army. Mm, cool. Because I'm not really happy with my list. I think I need something else. Uh, I need. I think I need another giant. So I need two giants, and maybe like, two gore rider units. Are you sure you don't need another fight wagon? Hmm. <laughs> well, we'll see. I do have one. The second, you have one spare, don't you? I have a little bit, yeah. But I don't. I'm not sure. It's, yeah. It's just crushing one. It's such so underwhelming. Um, but you know, it has yeah. its, it has its moments. Like yeah. It killed like a greater demon at the Clash of Kings, you know, the Arch Fiend of the Abyss. Because uh. the guy in the flank, like, wham, motherfucker! Because <laughs> he, he'd forgotten that you, I had, you know, I, I has, my fight wagon actually was touching a bit of the forest. So uh. he didn't realize. So he landed behind the forest with a flank to them. Uh, right. I was like, I can see them because I mean, I'm touching the forest. And was, oh shit, I didn't realize. Yeah. And then, oh. like, wham! <laughs> 60 attacks. That was funny. So. They they do some work sometimes, but they also often just get bogged down, and it's so sad when you have to take it off. This huge model is oh they're dead. Lift off this huge model like oh shit, coming through, coming through. <laughs> you should have like uh, when you when it reverses, you should have like the beep 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 thing. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, but that's uh, pretty much it, I think. So also we can do this now because that's kind of a. Hobby progress, isn't it? Uh, let's, tr let's, tr let's transition hobby progress into the random rant section. Okay, so we have a hobby rant. Hobby rant, kind of. Let's do that now. Fuck me! I'm ranting! Yeah, my rant is actually that I hate hobby. I mean, what's the point? You hate hobby? Yeah, <laughs> oh, hobby. Oh, we're on the microphone, don't <laughs> Oh, we turn up! <laughs> yeah, start this war machine army. Oh my god, you, the microphone is on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because we actually played a Game of Kings War the other week with, uh, instead of regular dice, instead of regular six-sided dice, we used yeah. D8s. Yeah. So eight-sided dice, which is, uh, if you play the, you know, our pen and paper role-play game, you'll, you know that that's a yeah. lovely dice, it's a wonderful, it's lovely, yeah. feels good, in, good to the touch. Yeah, and, uh, like, uh, it, it's almost like a D6 because it's, uh, the corners are quite sharp. Yeah. Uh, it's not like the D10, which uh, they have like round corners. Mm -hmm, true. It's like I never trusted the D10, <laughs> you know, with the round yeah, corners. Yeah, you're right. The eights are solid. So 
let's talk a little bit about that. Um, yeah. Not sure how deep we want to go, but we might as well. Because we, we were planning to record a uh, podcast last week, but we actually, mm. instead, we played this game. Yeah. So we, we've, I think we, were, we wanted to sort of, kind of, you know, make a thing out of it. And, um, mm. Yeah, it was uh, just uh, to test it out. It wasn't like... Uh, but why? Why do you want to test it out? Yeah, th- th- actually, that was your why. You were the one that uh, wanted to test uh, out something. <laughs> yeah, know. okay, I, I can talk about it, but it's not like you disagree with the. With no, the not not beforehand. No. Okay, so we can uh, we can just talk a bit about it. It's, it's kind of because we talk a lot about King's War when we speak together. Yeah. And so pretty much every day is some some kind of opinion. Probably a strong opinion about something. Yeah, yeah. We, we have. I mean, if we recorded all of our conversations, it would just be random rants. Yeah. <laughs> Angry dwarf rants yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, so, okay, so I'll just go into the premise. Uh, uh, and this is kind of like a thing we think when, when third edition rolls around, uh, you know, we have these hopes, like things yeah. that we would like to see be changed, right? Um, and one of the things for me is that it's it feels like it's there's so much crushing strength in the game. Mm. I think that's what started this this project with the D eight. Yeah. Um, it's like all units feel like they have. Uh, well, many players I know also. Maybe this is a local thing for us. I don't know, but it seems here locally, you people choose only the units that have crushing strength. Mm. Uh, very rarely. If you have a choice to choose anything with crushing strength, then very rarely do anyone use units without, unless it's for chaff purposes or something yeah. like that. So what you always face is uh, how I feel. It's like okay, crushing one, crushing two, crushing two. Oh, crushing three monster, crushing mm. one. Oh, and of course you have two mage with bane chant, or mm. at least one bane chant source, probably yeah. two. So every single time it's a combat, and I roll in with my you know, I don't know, defense 5 something. Yeah. I have a lot of defense 5, which should be kind of tough, right? Yeah. It's like, yeah, so. defense 5, army, boom. I have these orc fight wagons, gore riders, things that should be in, in you know, old-time logic. They should have, like, a high defense, mm. right? But they don't because they get charged. They might as well be naked. Yeah, because like. they get, you get charged. Okay, defense 5. Well, I have crushing, so I'm crushing 2. That's four, three. Oh, and they, I, I put Bane Chant, so I'm yeah. wounding on twos. Yeah. And of course, I'm wounding, I'm hitting on threes because everything hits on threes because mm. it's an, like a real good fighter unit. So my, I have this experience sometimes that things get charged, they get killed instantly because everything hits on threes and has crushing strength two mm. or better, which kills everything, anything like. Yeah, yeah. Even things that are supposed to be tough just gets killed. Um, Varinger can have crushing strength three units, and I think they can be bane chanted on top of that. Yeah, sure. I think the sons of Corgan can be they can be kit swapped to have crushing three, and you can bane chant oh, nice, them on top. Nice. So how how fucking silly is that? So uh, you can have a defense six monster. I think this was more like my my baseline thought if you have a greater what's it called like a earth elemental yeah, earth elemental yeah greater oh. earth elemental yeah. defense so, six yeah defense six greater earth <coughs> elemental he's supposed to be like you know the, the most defense uh, is like the toughest of the yeah. toughest right he's rock he's a basically. big big ass rock 
Yeah, no problem. I'll just charge him with my melee three crushing three unit, mm. and I wound him off threes. Yeah, and I bench him. And I bench him. Now they wound on twos. <laughs> How the hell can you wound a greater earth elemental on twos? Like, and you're like cavalry. You're like normal or you're infantry even. Mm. Even if you're a monster's infantry, how the hell should... So, I had this, like... I feel like the like the defense on, on, a, on a D6 scale, it isn't big enough to... If you're going to have all this crushing in the game, uh. then the, then six levels isn't enough. Well, it's, like, five levels, because the one is always... Yeah. Uh, a fail, right? Uh, and the six always is a success. Well, yeah. So, either, I, I hope... For third edition, there would be less. We can take that first. Let's say there was less crushing strength in third edition. Mm. Would we think that would be a good thing, right? Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like there's not there's the way it works that uh, that makes it so that if most things have the crushing too. Even in my like combat goblin list, which is like puny. Yeah. You know, I, the more beasts that have crushing one, trolls have crushing two. Uh, you know, uh, most of my units they have some sort of crushing in some way, and I have mm -hmm. uh, two whiz with bane chant, so I can get most things up one deep. Even with like goblins, you can get crushing two then easily, and three. Yeah, even at least with, with more beasts, uh, at least. Mm. Yeah. So, what we were thinking is infantry, like they should never have more than one, like ever. Yeah. There shouldn't yeah. exist infantry with crushing two. That's. Yeah, that uh, might be too much. And we talked about this uh, that it should be more like thunderous, maybe instead. Yeah, it's like, an idea. Uh, like if, if you had a unit with like uh, halberds or something, maybe they had mm. like an initial rush. Like they have mm. thunderous one, and then and then nothing. Like well, the thunderous yeah. doesn't work after that. That would be cool. So more like single punch, you know, mm. flank charge, and with like a thunderous, that would be cool. And then mm. they kind of kind of bog down, but probably that's enough to like. You know, kill stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so less crushing, more thunderous would be great. And like the crushing strength three, that should be like reserved for like like a dragon. You know, like a yeah, like a Those proper monster monster level, almost on base size. Like if you have a monster base, or well, if you're a monster class, yeah. then you should could have crushing three. That's and no no other model should ever touch like a crushing three level. In my opinion, uh, and uh, even large infantry, like crushing two on those, even that's a bit much because crushing two is all yeah. you need because you bane chant those and they have crushing three. Yeah. So either bane chant should not be in the game. That's yeah. that's like that, that's an alter alternative kind of. Mm. Either, I hope they remove bane chant because it's a boring ass spell. Or, they can hopefully pull down like you know turn down one notch on all the crushing strength. And yeah. Maybe turn up a little thunderous to 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 compensate. Like yeah, like large infantry crushing one thunderous one, for example. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah, that would be so cool. Or the third option was that it's changed to D eight. That was the idea anyway. That's the premise. It, it's a way to say okay, this is too much crushing in the game. Def defense needs to be more important. Mm. Uh, I'm sick of shit being wounded on twos and threes. Let's pump it up to D8, and what we did was, uh, stay with us, uh, <laughs> every unit, because you can't just go to D8 and then keep all the stats the same, right? No, no, that would be weird. That would be weird. So, 
all defense was uh, increased by two. Yeah. That's just to get the max up to to still be the max, sort of. Mm. So defense six becomes defense eight. And um, which means, of course, lots of stuff feels like it gets higher defense. But yeah. for most part, it's kind of the same. Um, although yeah, things get tougher on average. Uh, yeah. But that's because there's so much crushing in the game, right? So yes, things get tougher on average, but it's going to get knocked down two or three pegs anyway. Yeah. Um, and also, melee got increased by one. Kind of to follow yeah, to, suit a little bit. And ranged as well. Yeah, yeah ranged yeah. and melee. So if you're hitting on fours in the normal system, you're hitting on fives with the eights, which is still 50% is average. Yeah. Uh, and if you're, if you're in the lead fighter that hit on threes, uh, you hit on fours instead, which actually I think is a bit worse. Like 4% yeah. worse or something? Yeah, it felt worse in the game anyway. Yeah. We had some strange rules. Yeah, like it, it's, it was much harder to hit. Yeah. But that was cool because, you know, I feel like these elite units, they just hit on everything and they have elite, so they just yeah. roll everything yeah, 25 again. attacks, 25 Horrible. hits. Yeah. Uh, and when, uh, uh, oh yeah, and what was cool was when those bad units that would uh, hit on fives now, mm. they hit on sixes, which is better than the normal. I think also it's like 4% yeah. better. So, the worst units became a slightly better at hitting, <laughs> and the best units became slightly worse. And the ones that average, they stayed average. Um, I feel like four plus units was the way to go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you didn't get punished. <laughs> so, so we play this game right, where everything then is kind of tanked up. You, yeah. um, you go in, you charge uh, everything in my army. My orc army is, is then defense seven, right? You know, five plus two. Mm. So you charge this defense 7 unit and you have crushing 2. Okay, 6, 5. So okay, you're rolling on 5, so that's 50%. Mm. That would have been like 3s in yeah. in normal system, which would have been like, oh, you're, you're, you're going to die. <laughs> you know, if you yeah. wound on 3s, you're gone. But wounding on 50%, it was hard to get down below that 50% line sometimes. Mm. And you said like, to get to do that, you really have to put, put, put like effort into it. Then you have to bane chant them. Mm. And you know, get your trolls in there with the bane chant, and yeah. then it's like, oh, then it's like six, five, three. Oh, I'm wounding on threes mm. on the eights, but then you actually had to like, so that bane chant it doesn't put you on twos. It doesn't put you on like, you know, eighty four percent wound rate. It's like threes. Yeah. So it's like, uh, um, still two numbers that you miss on. You miss on the ones and the twos, right? Yeah. Everything got uh, much more tanky. Yeah, and that was that was fun because things actually stayed around a little bit longer. Uh, mm. I don't think we really had any one shots. Uh, I feel like every no. time we charged something, you know, we maybe we wavered, but or at least we put in wounds. But it was like, oh, okay, I did like did six wounds, and then yeah, mm. your turn. You want to counter charge? Uh, it, it felt like stuff got to actually fight back. Uh, yeah, it took a hit, got to counter charge, and then next time they died but uh, it was really nice to to have this kind of battle line that you know it we charged and then we kind of uh, stood around for a while and and you know wounds were damage was exchanged yeah instead of this whoo pow and then it's gone take it off mm. and then you just <laughs> do that and yeah i i, I liked it uh, in a sense uh, uh, especially because you were forced to double charge things or yeah. triple charge or get flanks in to like ensure that they yeah so you, you can never be like you can be super sure about actually routing something so you had True. to like you have to it felt actually more 
a little bit more tactical. Yeah. Especially for my like puny combat goblins, where I uh, in a, in a in a normal Kings of War D six game, mm -hmm. I have to multi charge to kill anything. Yeah. I have to multi charge all the time and get those flanks in, or else I will just I will lose. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and now it just became even more. Uh, tactical and I mm -hmm. had to focus even more on getting those uh, double charges in or, or flying yeah. charges in which was pretty fun uh, and uh, also as observe, uh, we or we did we, we saw that uh, vicious and elite were much less influential wasn't it on the yeah. on the uh, final True. thing so so even my Morbis, which usually they have uh, wishes which, which you know will ping me a few extra attacks which usually is exactly what i need e yeah, extra damage yeah yeah, yeah damage sorry mm. uh so yeah but that would became more less uh, efficient yeah which was kind of a byproduct because we hadn't exactly talked about yeah, no. how to handle elite and vicious but yeah. we just sort of uh, yeah let's just say let's keep yeah, it as we, we kept that one yeah. yeah so if you roll even if you're ruining on threes Mm. And you roll a lot of ones and twos. The twos are still like they don't damage. Yeah. It's only the ones. Okay. So the but the you know that was pretty cool too because I I faced abyssal dwarfs, uh, in the Bergen tournament and I felt like every unit has vicious and it's like mm. they they wound on twos and they have vicious. Why why would you have such yeah. a rule like? Uh, it's it's just over the top, you know. Like, yeah. oh yes, well, let's make sure every single hit becomes damage. Just mm. it's a, it's an odds breaker if it doesn't, you know. If if yeah, and of course they had a lot of crushing as well, so they yeah, that's why. Them. I mean, they came in with like crushing two, and then they rerolled mm. them once. So it's like okay, it's just auto wounds. So yeah, it was fun. I liked it. Um, it was uh, hard, sometimes hard to, you know, it's these dice are bigger, so physically to fit yeah. them in your hand. This is a bit like a practical problem. Yeah, so we roll like ten every. We couldn't like scoop up thirty. We didn't have thirty either. No, we had ten, so we rolled with my fight wagon. I had to roll like three batches of ten. Yeah, which, which is actually what I usually do with these sixes. I don't like to have thirty dice and and roll them at the same time. Okay. And mostly because I feel like it's quicker for me to uh, to throw ten dice down, pick uh -huh. out the ones, and then. Uh, you take it all the way to damage? No, I, I resolve each one. I just do it quickly. Just resolve each. So all the I, way? Yeah. So I, yeah. I do 10 hits. Uh, let's say I hit uh, five and get five hits. Yeah. I take those five. I roll them again for wounds. Okay, yeah, sure. Uh, because that's just how I do it quicker. And I also feel like I, fu I fuck up less. Okay. Because usually when I try to do like, okay, I got five uh, hits there. <laughs> and I just, okay, next batch. And yeah. then, I, then I, fear, I, I probably never forget. But I, in my head... Because I always try to be, you know, uh, a sportman champion mm. for the sportmanship. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so I, I always feel like, oh, was it five or six hits? I can't remember. And then sometimes I feel yeah. like I actually, I, I'm pretty sure I got six. But then I take it down to five just, be, you know, to, to save <laughs> Self-nerfing. Yeah, that's that's me. <laughs> cool. But yeah, uh, so, so, so was, yeah, so that's why I, I roll ten at the time. Uh, so yeah. for me, it wasn't that big a change. But yeah, uh, for those that roll... 30 at the same time, you mm. will probably not be able to do that with D8. True. So, um, I don't think we we'll probably won't be playing more, at least not much more with like these D8. It was kind of a one-off experiment, I think. But it was yeah. just, to, it, it was, I mean, it, it felt really good. So, that's how I imagine it would feel to play King's War if they would crank down on the crushing strength. Yeah, I liked it, and uh, I mean it was a bit. Anyway, it was it was also for fun. Yeah, I mean, sure. We just wanted to try it, and 
I mean, I it can was rec- a hybrid. It was fun and yeah. like a thought experiment. I can recommend uh, trying it out. It's, it's just yeah. fun. It's yeah. the best way you can sort of. How would Kings War be if, without all this crushing? Well, the best mm-hmm. way to try is to tr- play with D8s, yeah. uh, add 2 to all defense, and add 1 to all melee and ranged. And you will, uh, I dare say, it's kind of a simulator for uh, yeah. less crushing strength Kings War. <laughs> <laughs> also, it's something new and challenging. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, your your elite troop that hitting on threes, they will hit on less attacks than you're yeah. used to. And In this game, also, you know, like Stampede with like, do they have Thunderous 3 or do they have Thunderous 4? I can't recall. At yeah, least well, a very well, high amount. Yeah, lots. That would kind of like, if they, if they if, okay, let's say I Thunderous 4. Mm. You, you can actually do that in the game then, because you would charge mm. a defense 6. You would be like, okay, 5, 4, 3, 2. Then you would actually wound on. Uh, no, I mean seven. Oh yeah, if if it's D eight, then it would uh, thunder is four. It will be seven, six, five, four. Yeah, yeah. you will wound <laughs> on like, it, yeah, it wouldn't be. Yeah, it's fine. You know, you you miss on one, two, and three. So yeah. you can you can increase the crushing even a lot if you want to do. If, yeah. if you want like super like um, one like stormtrooper uh, in cavalry cavalry and stuff. Yeah. A high, a very high thunderous could mm. still work. You know. And uh, yeah, and it will have an excuse to finally bane chant your stampede. Yeah, which would uh, usually <laughs> put them down to the to the three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that was cool. Yeah, I liked it, and that's how we spent uh, last week's hobby slot, sort of. Yeah, that was pretty good. I like yeah. I like that game. It was uh, it, it felt good to just test it out as well. Mm. You know, because it felt like we were actually doing something useful, like uh, yeah. for science. Yeah, <laughs> it's like our contribution to when you know when. When the third edition discussion comes around in a couple yeah. of years or whenever, then that's our like, that's our banner, you know, our cry, <laughs> our rallying D8, cry. D8. No, not <laughs> not that. Well, either that or less crushing strength, less crushing strength, and we can add like or D eight yeah, if you D8. want to keep it this way, and it, it doesn't really go go well. Uh, okay, cool. So that was the D eight. D eight. But wait, there's more rants coming up. Another yeah. rant? Yeah, a couple. It's funny. Cool. So yeah. this is about uh, uh, Clash of Kings. Uh, oh no. Cardiff. Are you going to rant about that as well? A little, little bit. Let's do a little <laughs> bit. Because I, I wrote this on the forum, but I don't know if anyone ever goes to the forums anymore. So uh, On the Mantic forums? Yeah, the yeah. Mantic forums. Yeah, so, I didn't read it. So Exactly. That's proof enough for me. So, um, you know, it was... Uh, uh, lots of positives have been said about the, the tournament, and we're not going to talk. This is not like our Clash of Kings episode, but there's a couple of things we'll, it's natural. This is actually yeah. the first recording we have, which is not like on the road. So. And we had a great time. Yeah, yeah we did. Great. Absolutely. It was amazing. Actually, one thing about the D8, we did not <laughs> roll uh, Nerve with D8. True. I think that because that was usually what people yeah. uh, thought that like yeah what about nerve it would be like uh, exploding nerve yeah, yeah no, no. Yeah. it was just the ones we said like defend yeah. well yeah so uh, melee and shooting and defense yeah, yeah nothing else yeah no okay yeah, mm, yeah, yeah good yeah, good, good. Okay, carry on. Mm. <laughs> okay so um, uh, you know con- constructive criticism for the Clash Kings event for anyone interested. Um, yeah, the less assholes next time, please. Yes, please. <laughs> no, so uh, uh, the round times. I feel like the, the, the British are they're trying to set some sort of world record every year for like how short round times can we possibly have. And, mm. and you know, it's very normal, I feel, with two-hour round times for King's War. 
because that's a very good round time. But no, uh, they had to try and squeeze it into one hour fifty. Yeah. For some reason, like as if that makes or breaks the whole day. Uh, maybe it did. I don't know. Maybe they had some sort of closing time. I feel like yeah, yeah. I guess they had, but we. I think we overstayed anyway. So I'm not sure how critical yeah. it was. So one hour fifty, and they had. Let's see. That's and uh, did they have fifty minutes on the clock? I think. Yeah, it was fifty minutes. But they only had then ten minutes for start like uh, you know greetings uh, looking at lists setting up terrain or looking at the terrain and filling out scores uh, mm. so that and it was too little uh, it was just yeah. evidently too little um, they had to call like time out dies down stop playing yeah and that's evidence in itself if you have to have a round time that actually works so you don't have to call out, like, the round is over. It actually made me feel like I was back in a Warhammer tournament. Like, oh my god, yeah. we've been stalling and I'm in, like, round four. And they're calling, like, stop playing. It was horrible, actually, <laughs> because the whole point is that the chess clock is there to make sure I have all my time and my mm. opponent has all his time. Yeah, and exactly. that's a guarantee. And this way it wasn't. Just because, you know, they wanted to shave ten minutes off every round. It it got yeah, people you know in these weird situations. Start an hour earlier then if it's a problem. I mean there must be a solution to, you know. Yeah, well the solution is you know to have two hour round times. Uh, uh, we we have that we had that for a long time now and we we never have problems. No, uh, I don't think you need two. You need ten minutes before the game starts, and you need ten minutes after the game ends, mm. and then you get fifty minutes each. Yeah, and it's perfect and. Let's say, oh, you don't maybe you don't need like those ten minutes after the game. Well, that's fine, but that's what ensures that mm. the round time actually works because you have a little buffer there, and you can really speed up those scores. You know, quick calculation, mm. not really time for a chat, and then you do it in two minutes instead of ten. And you know, that's what kind of pays for that. Uh, what happens when one guy says, "Oh, I have to go to the toilet," and he pauses the clock, and yeah. oh, I have a phone call, pause the clock. It ruins the round time. Mm. So you have no flex for whatsoever, and if you keep going this route, you'll have to do it. It will come become like a war machine where they say like it's strictly illegal to pause the clock. Uh, you can never pause the clock. Only the TO can do that. And if he catches you, you'll get like penalty points and you know mm. bullshit like that. Uh, why you know yeah. why be so strict about it? And you even get minus points for timing out. You get yeah, minus right, yeah. one or minus two or something mm. for timing out and. So that can, doesn't doesn't match. You you either have a tight schedule with the clock, or you have penalty points for timing out. That's how I feel. Mm. You can't have both because now you're saying okay, so I have less time than usual, and if I use like you know forty nine minutes, fifty seconds, then I'm good. But if I use ten more seconds and then my clock goes beep, oh then I should be penalized and like lose tournament points. Yeah, you know. It's a bit silly when the round time is, uh, you know, they should they should rather have a punishment to the organizer than if it goes over the round time. <laughs> they should be they should get minus points, you know. The yeah. TO should be get minus points for, <laughs> you know, having round times that doesn't doesn't that won't that will not fit with the schedule. Yeah, that's that's what we're, we're giving out right now. We're giving out <laughs> minus points for organizers. Um, 
Yeah, and um, you know, when I arrange tournaments, I actually walk around after 10 minutes because that's when I feel like, okay, 10 minutes in, all mm. the clocks have to be started. I actually walk yeah. around and make sure that they are started. And if yeah, they're not, I'm like, I'm starting your clock now, you're, you're going, sort of. Yeah, I that's started. probably the best uh, thing to do. And I, I actually like that because it's good to have a hands-on TO, I think, when it comes to those kind of things. Yeah. Because it was a bit awkward, you know, some people like to look at your list for like 10 minutes and plus. Yeah, I know. And, you know. It's just, yeah, and in the end, so they use like 20 minutes before actually starting the clock. Yeah. And then that also fucks up the round time. So yeah, you should uh, you should go around and actually enforce clock startup. I think that's a good solution because then that that ensures you won't have to be so strict at the end of the time. Sort of, yeah. you probably you probably save yourself from calling like ties down uh, if you actually make sure the clocks get started. So yeah, that's that's the one thing, and um, yeah, that's the only thing really. I had some just little not a big deal, but the lunch lunch should have been after game two. Uh, because oh, yeah. lunch was after game one that. and you know when when we arrived at the venue we had like this huge uh, english breakfast every morning yeah. and you know i was just stuffed and the yeah. first thing they asked me i come in the door what do you want for lunch you want like a bacon sandwich <laughs> chicken sandwich vegetarian burger like, what i mean i don't want to think wanna, uh, yeah full yeah <laughs> i don't even want to think about food and then um, game one two hours later and they start like yes queue for up for like food and i was like i'm not hungry i ate like two and a half hours ago huge plate so mm. i think it would be better if they waited till two games in yeah. people actually had time to get hungry so that was a bit uh you know but, I, I like that food was included and the food was pretty decent yeah um, i like it yeah. but it was just so we actually ended up like sharing one portion both yeah you got th- my fries didn't you yeah yeah <laughs> i asked for yeah <laughs> i asked for your french fries both days and that seemed like a good split because you know neither of us actually wanted the whole thing yeah so yeah it could us to warm food and vegetarian option yeah absolutely it was a uh, good uh good organized for the like the, the options were good good selection and you know fine quality but i mean it might just be us that ate like a whole lot of breakfast before they went there i don't know maybe maybe it's just are we the freaks <laughs> maybe because we like to eat a big breakfast yeah it's like <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know because we did see Nick and uh, like yeah, four or five other guys. They took our seats, they stole they? our table yeah. at the, the pub across the street from the hotel. So they obviously yeah. ate breakfast there. It wasn't even their uh, tavern to go to. It was not. <laughs> it's not by their hotel. It was by our hotel. I, I don't know where. Where did they live? Somewhere else, probably. <laughs> Yeah. Didn't they live uh, like down the street somewhere? I don't know. I don't they know. probably lived at the travel lodge, which is like which yeah. was like literally next door to the pub. Okay. All so right. I'm, I, so I think they were good, <laughs> good to go in the in the all proper right. territory. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> next. Yeah. So um, yeah, how, how do you feel about uh, having it in the like the tournament in a big city? <laughs> <laughs> Man, it was Cardiff someplace? Was someplace uh, is like. Um, Nice place to visit, but you wouldn't want to live, kind of. Yeah. Actually, I don't know. I don't want to sh- I'm not sure if I want to visit next time either. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that was a crazy place. Uh, I suppose we talked a bit about, like, oh, finally we're, like, we got out of Cardiff. Yeah, and, well, it wasn't that bad, but it was, no, it was like... fun. But it, it, my point is, maybe, you know, the big city, it was a nice idea, but there was a rugby game and a boxing match at the same yeah at least a boxing game i'm yeah. not sure about rugby but uh... at least a boxing match which like 
there was so crowded in the city and the hotels were all fully booked and these you know i think uh, when they announced that um the um, clash of kings was going to be in, in cardiff it was like oh yeah cool like big city lots of pubs mm. but then it was like oh but you know there might be like eighty thousand other people there yeah. for a boxing event so the hotels are going to be full the nightlife is going to be i don't know even more crowded than usual i don't know and and this uh, was it Pete who said like he saw this huge uh, yeah, like, like zombie horde of of down like Main Street down Main Street <laughs> with, with all these like uh, several was it like eighty thousand like I think it was seventy thousand that could fit in that uh, stadium yeah, and they all came out at the same time yeah, look for taxi yeah <laughs> and I imagine because they were at a boxing fight so they probably had like testosterone levels yeah, high like, oh, I yeah, imagine they were oh, looking yeah. for a fight too you know like yeah. oh yeah do you see how I dodged that I wouldn't have dodged that <laughs> I would have blocked it and then I uppercut him and yeah. and then I would have sucked him in the jaw. <laughs> and then and then oh a Norwegian guy let's demonstrate you mm. know and just use yeah. me for a punching bag <laughs> so I, I sort of yeah I think it'll be nice I don't know if I want to go back to Mansfield but maybe yeah, somewhere in the middle like but I guess, I guess the main problem which I think is your point is that there were there were like a hundred uh, signed up or something wasn't there like more than a hundred or something yeah like, uh, uh, and then we had like twenty dropouts. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. our our sure. theory was that they just couldn't find a hotel. Yeah, someone said that. Uh, I think uh, that um, I mean they probably bought their ticket, you know, and, and if they were they were probably UK residents, so they mm. didn't have to buy a flight or anything. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, oh, yeah, I buy my ticket and then I'm good to go. Write it down in my calendar and I'll look at hotels later. Yeah. And then boxing match of the century. And then <laughs> eighty thousand people will also need a hotel, mm. which is why you know Pete had to live in like the next town over. Yeah, and he was the evidence, wasn't he? Because he yeah. was late with booking his hotel, so he yeah. had to book a hotel outside of Cardiff. Yeah, exactly. So uh, it will be cool next year when they're gonna have it in. Uh, oh, what was the name of that city? Near close to Manchester. Stockport was it? Stockport, yeah, yeah. I, I think, think so, yeah. I've never been there, but I'm sure it will be great. Yeah, but if it uh, if it has stocks and, and a port, port, I think yeah, that would be hard. I think it's inland, <laughs> like uh, mainland. What? You know, it's not at the, it's not seaside. I think. Why is it called port? Why is port? In oh the... yeah, it's just I have this image of Mansfield in my head now, like that. It's like uh, <laughs> south. Uh, east of manchester but of course it might be to the west i don't know i haven't, I haven't looked at the map you're of course yeah, right no, yeah, no, now no. that i realize it you know all these cities with like portsmouth port something and yeah. you know stockport of course is a port it's silly me you're probably right usually by the sea well we never get to see much of the cities anyway uh, for me i mean cardiff would have been fine if there were enough hotels uh, i'd you know, I didn't plan on going out and, you know, party no. like it was 1999 no. or something. But we, I liked our Friday in Cardiff when we had just yeah, me, you and Thomas. Nice. We went to the castle yeah, and just, amazing. you know, hung out. That was cool. <laughs> we actually had to had time to see the city, like see the place for once. That was cool. Yeah, that was a pretty cool, actually. We went to Cardiff Castle, which is actually now called um, Dr. Phil's. Uh, no, not Dr. Phil's. Uncle Phil's Memorial uh, Castle. <laughs> It's, uh, they had to what? change the name. Why? Yeah, because he died uh, a couple of years ago, your Uncle yes. Phil. Yeah. So in in memory of Doctor Phil, they actually changed the name of the castle. I see. It's, I don't know why or crazy, but you know, I, I guess I guess Bel Air is close by. 
you know. Oh jeez. <laughs> yeah, cool. Now yeah, so that was um, cool. that was some uh, rants about flushings, which was a great tournament and a great yeah, weekend and all amazing. that. I uh, finished eighty uh, first, I think. Yeah. So I did pretty good. Pretty good. Auto eighty four. Uh, Those combat goblins. <laughs> <laughs> <That's> something. <laughs> That's an epic moment! So how about an epic moment or five? Five epic epic moments? Uh, it's a couple, I have a couple. I have um, one. Okay, can we start with... Uh, this is also Clash of Kings Cardiff trip ah, yeah, related. Looks, uh, can we start with our experience on the airplane? With the SAS yes. Plus. Oh, yeah, yeah. I forget that Epic Moments doesn't they? It doesn't actually have to have anything <laughs> to do with uh, Kings well, of War. Oh, well, to your credit, they should originally. Yeah. So if you have an actual game moment, then not a game moment, but you know a match moment. <laughs> then epic you, game moment. Epic uh, uh, match moment. Then you should do that yeah, first. Yeah, I. Uh, Took a time machine back to the 1400s oh, yes. and I had sex with Leonardo da Vinci. And cool. you wouldn't believe that's an epic moment. What he had up his uh, buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So did you have an actual uh, like uh, yeah in a, in the game? Yeah, it was not a Clash of Kings though, so I'm not sure. That's cool. It was uh, actually against the U. If you remember I the see. D8 uh, game, right? I do remember the D8 game. <laughs> and we played Push, which we have discussed yes, already. Yes. And I put one of my tokens, because I was yeah, I had to split them up. This yeah. is a good point. I had yes, to split them up. So where did I put them? Not on my Fleabag Riders. No. You know, there would be Speed 5 mm -hmm. and no Nimble and all that. True. My Trolls would lose one speed, so I put one on the on the Trolls, on one Troll Horde. Mm -hmm. And I was like, where did I put the rest? So I took, okay, I have a, a Regiment of Rabble. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Yeah. Right. But uh, where did I put the last one? And I put it on the mincer. Remember? Oh yeah. Sure. And, I, and I forgot about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because I put it in the mincer and it sort of fell into like yeah. a little compartment he has on the yeah, front. Yeah. It looked like the floor sort of. Yeah. Uh, in, like a, yeah. Yeah. I couldn't see the token properly. <laughs> uh, and also I was confused because I had one of those red barrels, uh, mm -hmm. which is actually a wound counter for some. But I used it to just illustrate uh, to. To be healing brew yeah. on my on my horde of trolls, right? True. Uh, on my other horde of trolls. So I thought they uh, had a token. <laughs> so I forgot about the minster that mm -hmm. had a token, and of course uh, I just used it. That I used my minster, you know. I just sent it forward, <laughs> you know. And uh, he ended up, uh, or he didn't end up, but he he found himself uh, head on with your uh, fight wagon, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I charged in with my minster, and when when the combat came. I then realized that it had a, it had actually a token. Yeah, uh, I was like, oh shit, that's not gonna. Well, so then end I countercharged. Well. Yeah, and and, I... Uh, no, yeah, I charged you, and I, I I had to route you. Oh yeah, you know, true, yeah. you already had a lot of wounds on it because you've always been in combat. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, so I, uh, so I had to route you, and I actually managed to route that fight wagon with my mincer. <laughs> well, you know, if, if if not, you would have managed to countercharge and kill that. You know, beauty machine. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, it was uh, pretty epic to me anyway. Uh, yeah, that's true. On many levels. Uh, first of all, oh, I forgot about the And then the you overran and you got across the, yes. the center line with yeah. your mincer. Yeah, and outside of your uh, vision of your regiment of uh, axe or something. Yeah, that's so true. you couldn't charge it. Yeah, he was a real MVP. That was yeah. really cool. And, uh, <laughs> so it actually ended up very well that I forgot because if I had... Uh, realized a bit earlier, he mm. might I might have turned around and just tried to be, play safe. Yeah, and you know your fight wagon, wagon would still be alive, and I might not even have <laughs> even gotten over the center line. True, that's a cool moment. The minster for the win. 
Yeah. Which had uh, you know the big shield was then defense eight by the way. It was yeah. a fun fact. A, which we never. That was the whole point. <laughs> like we were like before the game. Yeah. Do we need something with the, with the defense six? And I was yeah. like yeah, big shields on my mincer. So yeah. all they have to do is you know just charge yeah. them. Yeah. And when you never charged it in never the front, got the you chance. never got the chance. Just kill all my stuff. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay, thank you for that. Kings of War moment. Now it's yeah. back to like the other stuff. Um, <laughs> so on our flight to Cardiff, we flew SAS. Uh, and um, I booked these flights a long time ago, right? Like, yeah. uh, you know, I think it was January, February or something. So, and since it was that long and... You know, I didn't really know how your calendar was looking for, you know, October, late October. Yeah. So I didn't dare to buy the non-refundable ones. Mm. I chose the ones that could be... Um, I'm not sure if they could be actually, like, if you can get your money back. But at least you could change the dates. Yeah. No, you could change the name. Free. So I was thinking, worst case, if for some reason you can't join, then I can, like, you know swap the name on it maybe someone mm. else wants to join yeah we dog or yeah just you know back I'd, I'd hate to lose all that money and then had to buy another ticket or something so there was this and then you had to choose a category it was called SAS plus yeah. um, and there's another one called like super plus or I don't know then in that one you can actually get all your money back and all that uh, stuff yeah. but this was like a medium category ticket like but you know a little bit more expensive than the yeah than the but it was safer because it could yeah it something. felt much better and uh, yeah, so when we got on the plane, you know, I, I had no, I just booked that to be able to kind of change it a bit, like amendable ticket. Yeah. So we got in there like, oh, like we're sitting pretty far in, like in the front, like, you know, mm. row eight, seven or eight, I yeah. think it was. Which I, I said like, ah, oh, fuck, I hate sitting in the front of the plane. You yeah. Want to be further we're back. like, yeah, okay, fine. <laughs> and, uh, you know, we sat down and uh, our friend Thomas, he had, he didn't, uh, he booked later than us, so he had yeah. to sit further back. Yeah, he was back in the row nine or something. You know. Yeah, roll a bit further <laughs> back. And what we re- realized was we tried to, sw- our first, you know, we tried to get him swapped because we wanted to, him to sit in the same row as us. And we asked yeah. this guy sitting on a row, do you, could you like... Um, the row, it was only two rows back, I think. So it wasn't much. So it felt like yeah. it was within like... You know, reason to say, yeah. oh, you want to swap, you know, it's, it's just a seat, you yeah. know, two rows back. That's you know. two or three rows, that's right. And we were like, do you want to swap with our friend? Because, you know, we're traveling together. And and he said, no, but that's not a plus seat. <laughs> and we were like, what? What, 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 what do you mean? We had no, like, concept of this plus seat. Oh, so, never heard of it. No, because, what? We're like, that's not a plus seat. You know, I want to see him in a... And we're okay. Or maybe there's like more leg space. Well, okay. At least we, at least we asked. So, but he said no. So we said like, oh, sorry, Thomas. So he had to go sit like only a couple of rows back. And we we're like, oh well, fair. You know, fair enough. At least we tried. Like, maybe like this because uh, it was a bit like bit more leg space. Not not a lot, but like slightly. And okay, maybe he has long legs, so that's fine. So then yeah, you that's, know, that's what that was. He said, wasn't it? Like. He, he gave that as a reason. Like, yeah, no, the the leg space is bigger here. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah. really? So I thought he would just meant that he just, you know, he has a lot of experience flying these planes. Yeah. So he knew exactly which Row seat. 8 had, like, yeah. extra leg so space. So I thought, like, wow, this guy is a pretty... <laughs> yeah, a frequent flyer. <laughs> so we were like, okay, all right then. So, and then, you know, plane takes off. Hey, I guess it's a bit more leg space. That's cool. And, oh, okay. And like, welcome to SAS flight to well we flew to Heathrow actually and then we yeah, yeah. so to the bus but and they're like welcome to and for our plus passengers today we will be serving uh, a meal free of charge and we're like what 
And they're also for our plus passengers. You'll get a free, blah, blah, free, free, like, oh, cool. Like, we're getting free stuff. And then they came out and they gave everyone in the plus seats this warm towel. Yeah, what the? Uh, you know, wet, like a <laughs> moist, warm towel. And we're like, do we eat them or are yeah. they for, what? Do I save it for, like, a meal? And then we, like, I was, I was just watching, like, intently what everyone else was doing. Yeah, I was doing. watching the guy who I thought was, like, an epic... Uh, flyer. Flyer. Yeah. he should know right yeah. so he got his cloth and you know everyone's just you know they, yeah, they, they cleaned their hands cleaned their hands and someone like cleaned their face and I was like okay you know <laughs> I'll clean my face right. with this wet cloth and my hands I guess I don't know why but and then they're like okay that was strange and then you know it's just our row I think our, our row was the last yeah I think so because yeah. the row behind us was not plus right mm. and then we sat there with this you know what should I do with my wet cloth like, and then it was like, do we like throw it back to the plebs? <laughs> <laughs> and we just got this inside joke that we sort of, you know, this yeah, motion where we like, like flipped it back <laughs> over our shoulder and like, there's a used wet cloth for someone in the back, you know, enjoy. Throw some towels yeah. at them. <laughs> and then later we got, and then they, they collected the, you know, the towels a minute later. And then we got like free drinks. Like I was like, "Do you have, uh, you know, do you have like, what do you have? Like champagne? Oh shit! I can actually, but I didn't. I think I went for a normal beer. But I could yeah, have I had a, a coke. I remember. I could have had like champagne if I wanted, and like I think I had a beer and a coffee or something. And it was like free newspaper. Not the big deal, but you know these little details. And and we got a free meal, which was not too good, I think. But it was. Yeah, it was it, no, it, it, not the quality, but it was just a weird taste. The thing is, it was like a salad. Yeah. Uh, and but in the bottom it was uh, it was ham salad I think, mm -hmm. but half of this half of the salad was just whole potatoes, like yeah, boiled yeah. potatoes. Yeah, like a soft like uh, yeah, there squishy. was yeah squishy. Potato. That's true. It was a bit strange, but it was alright. Then we got some chocolates and so yeah. the, and everything was included in the price. So I didn't have to you know get up my 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 visa. I just free like a little snack. The free coffee and beer, got some chocolates. And every time we finished one of these things, we made this motion that we just, we chucked the garbage back. Like, <laughs> here's a, like, a uh, leftover my chocolate. salad. Yeah. Yes, there's some, there's something like left in the bottom of my salad. Here you go. You know, scraps from the table of the rich. Lick the taste of my uh, chocolate pa <laughs> yeah. paper. There should be some chocolate flavor on my paper. <laughs> oh, that's, it was so funny. And, um, uh, but not that Swedish uh, bread. That was horrible. Some sort of spicy yeah. bread or something. It felt like they were trying, like, they were trying, like, exotic stuff, like, uh, oh, the plus passengers, they, they can't get, like, yeah. normal bread. They have to get, like, right. this weird cinnamon spices stuff. Yeah, it was, so ugh. it was like, it was, you know, points for trying, but it was a bit strange. But it was just so hilarious. So we get off the plane and was like, hey, Thomas, so did you get, like, a free wet towel and, a, you know, a meal and uh, all this? We could just go through this long list of free shit that we had, and <laughs> everything was completely unexpected. It was, yeah, it was that amazing. was the so we were just laughing and just we're giving stuff just coming our way. It was funny, uh, yeah, it was a cool surprise. <laughs> that was a, a bit of an epic moment for me, yeah. It was pretty amazing, actually. It was uh, funny as well that you know we didn't realize, and just... yeah, and be especially since you know the people around us seemed like. They were looking forward to this, yeah. and, and the guy next to us, he refused to change seats, which I yeah. kind of understand in yeah. hindsight, because he was like, no, I want my free shit, I want my free coffee, I want my free newspaper. It was like, you know, kind of like, yeah, okay, it's not that much, you know, but, yeah. you know, it's his right, but 
I feel like he was like, yeah, I always travel plus. He didn't. He said something like that. Yeah, I always go plus because uh, I get like yeah. free a free drink and uh, you know he was. I think he was a frequent flyer. I feel like he was a bit offended uh, that we like tried we to like wean him out of his. Uh, no, no, not 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 offended by that, but like we we were like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, oh, what is this? Because like, we were like blasé, like <laughs> really, I didn't realize. <laughs> I just like wanted a more expensive ticket. Because <laughs> there were benefits. Because uh, yeah, he was like. You didn't know? I mean, how yeah. did you end up here? I, you know, I just bought <laughs> yeah, He thought someone had bought our tickets for us. Yeah, he said, you didn't buy your own tickets? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, sure, you know, I bought my tickets. But, you know, I didn't oh. realize there was, like, all this free stuff. He was confused. So he was like, yeah, rich kids <laughs> don't even, you don't even care about your privilege, or, you know, something like that. <laughs> oh, free shit, really? <laughs> like, we, like, we just fell into the airplane and just, yeah, yeah, it was funny. Uh, I have another uh, epic moment, uh, and this is from the hotel reception where we lived in Cardiff. Because they, they were so strict, this was next to the uh, railway yeah. line, and uh, we couldn't get into the hotel some, mm. some nights, because they were like, you know, we'd ring the doorbell, and they were yeah. like, who are you, or what's your, what's your room number, or something. What did they, they ask yeah, for? Like, like, yeah, it's like, yeah, because on the Saturday night... Uh, you know, there were like 70,000 people in the street, right? <laughs> yeah. And this door to the hotel and the speaker that he was speaking into and where the sound came out, yeah. that was, you know, on the street. Pretty much, So yeah. I was trying to get into the hotel and it was like 11 o'clock or 12 o'clock or whatever. Mm -hmm. uh, and I couldn't hear what that lady said, first of all. She was screaming at you through the speaker? Yes, room? and I could see her through the glass door and I was like, let me in for yeah, crying out <laughs> That's what made the extra life. You could actually see the reception. It was like, yeah. inst like... Uh, three four meters yeah very like just inside the door yeah but the the stories they refused to open the door unless they had all the names of the people who were stood outside yes, the door which were 70 random 70,000 yeah. random people <laughs> yeah. so the first <laughs> night we arrived you know on the Thursday very late on the Thursday like one in 1 a.m. Mm. we were like uh, hello are you open can we like come in can we check in oh yeah who are you like I said, like, my last name. Oh, is your roommate with you? Uh, yes, he's here. You know, Lars is here. Oh, yeah, who's the other guy? <laughs> like, yeah. And my name is Thomas. <laughs> oh, yeah? Do you have a room here as well? Yeah, yeah, I do. And they were like, who's that guy walking by? Yeah. Who's that, he yeah. came in there. Yeah. Who's that? So like, He's not with us. <laughs> oh, okay. And then they let, like, us through. Don't let him in. And then we three could get in, and we had to fill in his forms, and he was really strict, and... Yeah. It was like, and on the Saturday night, I think it was, you said something like, um, when you eventually managed to convince them that you actually stayed there, yeah. without knowing why, you probably had to give like a room number and your last name and what you had for breakfast or everything. Yeah. And then when you came in, they said something yeah, like, yeah, the, <laughs> uh, the lady was like, I was, I just, I walked in, I was like, my hands were out, like, you know, Larry David style in the. Curb your enthusiasm, like, what's going on here? Yeah. Why are you not letting me in? And she was, she just said, you can go to your room now. That's all she said. I was like, what the? Am I like yes, you, mom? Like, I'm like your kid. You send me to my room. You can go to your room now. Oh, really? You could, I can't sit in a lounge uh, or like, you know, take, enjoy yeah, the hotel facilities. I have yeah, to go to have a lounge. Room. Can I sit down here? Yeah. You can go to your room now. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, great. Controller, yeah, it was, it was so weird. Yeah, weird hotel, and the the bunk beds, but we all already talked about those. Of course, it was fun in its own way. Yeah, and uh, the toilet door, which we also yeah. mentioned. On the last and one. also, we 
and we, we not, weren't there for, for that long, so we kept the same towels because it was like, you know, three days. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I keep my towel for uh, almost like a week, uh, usually at home. Yeah, and, yeah you don't um, wash that every day. Yeah, so, you know, and the hotels want to, they kind of want to like, you know, replace it every day yeah. and, you know, come in and clean the room, make your new sheets. I mean, you don't sleep, you don't change your bed sheets at home every day, so why would mm. you, you know, it's an environment thing, you know, you want it. Yeah, you two some, nights. You some and you know sometimes you, well, many hotels make you hang this thing up like, please don't change. No, well, different yeah, approaches. Just like if you throw the towel on the floor, as, as sometimes I have encountered anyway. Yeah. they will change it up. But if you hang it up, they will not change it up. True. But I think the bed sheets and stuff, they still yeah, change it. I think they do. Uh, not sure. Maybe they just make the bed and they change yeah, the towels. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Uh, and some hotels have like you, you have to hang like this. Thing like don't change my towels mm. so they don't but here there was no such thing there was just you know don't disturb yeah. you know the red <laughs> so what we did is we hung the don't disturb when we left every day for the for the tournament yeah like, i don't want them you know in changing my towels and stuff and i had all these like army cases and it was a very yeah. tight room so it was like i don't want people in there mm. and you know we're fine we don't even need anything extra like even the toilet paper was fine for the whole stay yeah, so, yeah, even had a roll spin. Yeah. It was fine. So what was funny, and this was the epic moment about checking out. Mm. When we checked out, and we they was like, oh, you're checking out, we, we, what's your room, room number, right? And we said our room number, and they said, what, did you remember how they said it? Yeah, it was like, uh, oh, yeah, the room that didn't want anything cleaned or something. Like, uh, yeah, I think they said, oh, the room that never ordered, ordered cleaning. Yeah, yeah ordered, <laughs> never ordered <laughs> And we're like, what? Is that like, are you like talking about us at the hotel now? Are we like uh, become this character? Yeah. That, oh, you know the room up in third floor? They never want cleaning. <laughs> I wonder what they're doing in there. You know, and they, we were not even the only one at the reception. So people like, other guests were like, yeah. what's going on here? <laughs> like, uh, <laughs> and how many nights? I mean, over, I mean, we came in on the third, well, t yeah, night to Friday doesn't even count because we came in the night, but. Over to, yeah. well, over to Friday, over to Saturday. It's three nights. It's three nights, yeah, and that was enough nice, yeah. for them to like, oh yeah, yeah, that room that's like dirty and horrible. <laughs> what did they expect yeah. to find? <laughs> so we talked about it when we walked uh, or on our way home. Like We imagine they like put on this hazmat suit <laughs> and like, okay, I'm going into room 311. <laughs> Wish me luck. <laughs> and they're like, oh my God, here's what I've been doing. <laughs> It's like a soup kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so that was funny. I'm pretty sure they weren't shocked. It was pretty... I'm probably like, oh my god, the towels have been used at least two times and <laughs> have been clean in the meantime. Uh, Disgusting. Yes, yeah, so that was funny. Fun trip. Yeah, but uh, that's my epic moment uh, notes. That's yeah, all I had. That's... Um, it was sort of uh, Kings of War related anyway. Yeah, yeah, it's about a Kings of War trip. Can't mm -hmm. uh, they haven't been uh, as as trigger happy to release the tickets for next Clash of Kings? I feel like this time last year they had already put tickets out for sale. I might yeah. might be my memory that's exaggerating. <laughs> it felt like it was right after we got home. It was like already. Yeah. So I almost like. I was almost expecting them to like uh, have put it out already. But I guess they ha they might not have finalized where they're gonna be. I'm yeah, not sure. I don't know. But we'll see. Yeah, cool. Well, so it wasn't supposed to be a Clash of Kings episode, but of course, <laughs> lots of stuff yeah. would be related. But now we got that out of our system, mm. and uh, you know we had to talk about it sometime. So yeah, this was the time. Uh, I think that's all for my uh, list of stuff. 
Yeah, I guess that's uh, only one final thing. Mm -hmm. uh, if someone finds Wee Dog's shoe, please return it to... Uh, uh, send us an email on uh, yeah. uh, giantdwarf at gmail.com. Giantdwarfpodcast. Giantdwarfpodcast at gmail.com. Mm -hmm. gmail it's a very large shoe size. Yeah. And you know, you know what they say, right? Any shoe you find, really, it could be his. If it's very large. Yeah, or small. I mean, we don't discriminate. True. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, if you find a shoe, you know, somewhere that's not yours. Uh, you this know, all these, you know, the, the shoes hanging over the power lines in, like, movies. Yeah, and, that's like, always... I only lost one shoe. Yeah. They could, like, climb up, tie them up, take one out and tie the other back and then send that to v -Dog. Yeah, but that's obviously not his shoe because there's two shoes. Unless there are yeah. actually an uneven pair in one well, of those. That would be amazing. Like an uneven pair slung over the power lines. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that reminds me of, um, of like The Wire and you know, series like that. You said something yeah. funny the other day. You said, my, I think you said my brother, Christian, said that yeah. we... That you are like the only person to have seen The Wire and Sopranos. Yeah, <laughs> I was like a special breed of human. Yeah. Which is, which which didn't come naturally because you know we both have seen those both series now. Yeah. But we we originally hadn't. We had seen only the one. You yeah. know, you had seen Sopranos and I had seen The Wire, and mm. we made this deal to watch yeah. the other one. And like a you pact. know, we had to, yeah, we made a pact. So we we. Did that, you know, kind of powered through. Like you said, it's a kind of a commitment to watch like a big mm. series is, like yeah. that. You know, it takes a lot of time. Especially but a series like that where actually, you know, the plot is pretty good. The characters are important. Yeah. And dialogue is important. Yeah, you can't just... I feel like you can't have that on while painting and just half watching no. it. You really want to like watch it. Not the first time you watch it anyway. Yeah. So now we've watched both and uh, I think he has a point because... Mm. Um, yeah, very few people. It's, uh, it's kind both. of a stereotype. I know one more guy <laughs> who's seen both actually. Yeah, yeah I mean, but, it's, um, it's, it's but that's how it was with us. I would do like a I would do like a reference from the wire and like hope you caught it. But then of course you hadn't watched it. But you said, oh, there's something similar happens in Sopranos actually. So we were like actually cross like we were like referring yeah. kind of past each other. Oh, really? That's kind of similar. Yeah, and, but you know it's not really the same. <laughs> Those two series are really good. I kind of want to rewatch. Uh, Actually, I did rewatch The Wire, sort of. I watched like uh, I, I skipped uh, a lot of scenes and stuff, so it's not really okay. rewatching. It was more like I had like. Uh, what, did you like, like cherry pick the best uh, part? The thing or? is, I had like two hours where I felt like oh, I need to just relax now. So I just okay. I watched like season one and three, where I just oh, yeah, uh, yeah. maybe I saw ten minutes of each episode. I just skipped yeah. parts where I I didn't want to watch again. See, yeah. uh, so it was. It's just to get because I had I remembered a few things and I wanted to just review those mm -hmm. sort of the, those moments. Yeah, sure. Uh, so I just tried to find those. And it's pretty good. Oh, cool. I like it's just uh, the dialogue is so good and uh, it's a lot of. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I kind of want to watch the last season because I only watched that once. I think mm. oh, yeah. it's not the best season, but it's kind of feels fresh in my mind because I only watched that once, and. Um, uh, uh, you talk, we talked about season two before how that's kind of a most boring season but then yeah. again that's what everyone says so I think that's kind of a consensus the thing is it's, it's, I don't think it's that bad it's just that one of the characters is it annoying yeah it's so annoying and so unnecessary and he just he feels like Jar Jar yeah he's, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's Jar Jar and <laughs> even less important to the plot really than Jar Jar is yeah like, I guess he is He's just he's just there being a goofball, and then he's not there anymore being a goofball, and that's it. Yeah. 
you feel like if that if that had been one of the other like gangs, well, because it's not a gang, it's more like a you know family slash corporation like union union. <laughs> he probably would have just been killed if he had been in the Barksdale yeah. crew. They wouldn't have yeah. let like a fuck up like that, you know, yeah, mess up useless, their stuff. Yeah. So it's like it's only because it's like the. You know, it's the Caucasian crew. We don't kill our guys. You know, we we're family yeah. and shit. You know, that wouldn't have stopped those more ruthless. They were like, "Oh, you just you're ruining our business. Like, take care yeah. of him." But they allowed us. Oh, I want to I want to be rich too. I want to have a car. I want to smuggle yeah, drugs. Like, oh no. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> also, I feel like this, and this annoys me in um, in television and movies in general. Is like I hate when people do irrational. Uh, choices sort of yeah like they, they act irrational like no one would react like that no one would do it mm-hmm. I mean yeah they would they could fantasize about it but they would never do that thing or that thing because it's just so irrational that it, it yeah. just it would just blow your mind if anyone did that in reality and that's yeah. what he does those things yeah mm-hmm. and <laughs> that annoys me yeah sure cool yeah next time I get a uh, a lot of time on my hands. Maybe I'll rewatch The Wire. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, it's it's a long series. <laughs> All right. Guess we're getting out of here. It's been a good long yeah. episode. Yeah. We covered a lot of different things. Um, yeah, even uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Of course, have to do it. Yeah, and and not to forget Angel, the spin-off with uh, Angel mm. the Vampire. You know, Angel was, with Angel, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which uh, <laughs> might even be better than Buffy the Vampire Slayer in, uh, you know, in really? uh, someone's opinion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go check that out. <laughs> cool. I think we're getting out of here. Yeah, let's wrap it up. So thanks for now, and uh, have a good one. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. You can reach us on Twitter at KLW Oslo. Or you can contact us by email, giantdwarfpodcast at gmail.com.